morning, everybody, and welcome into Undisputed here on FS1. I'm Jen Hale, that is Skip Bayless, and a man I owe congratulations to. All right, Shannon Sharp, I'll be the bigger person. Congrats to your Lakers. Was she supposed to show up this morning? You, neither one of you should have showed up. I'm not a Pelican fan. Beat them out. Beat the brakes off them. Wait a second. I, I need to find out what time is the parade in downtown L.A. today. Ask Paul I, George. I think, wait, wait, I think the Lakers just won the championship Ask last night. Ask Paul George. He wait. should tell you where the parade is. Well, we discussed that's not what he late. was talking about. Yeah, well, what he was talking we about. We will definitely discuss that later. <laughs> and in a few minutes, we're going to discuss your Lakers because they, they look like they should win. There are no more excuses now. We, LeBron has no more excuses. You know how much alter my plans. Yeah. They honored and go James and All-Star game. You yeah. saw that? I saw it. Well, you going? <laughs> you never know yeah. where I might show up at. <laughs> that, that is a fact. <laughs> Could be an international man of mystery. All right, guys, we will break that game down in just a few minutes. But let's start over in the NFL this morning because, according to reports, Eric Bieniemy scheduled to interview today with the commanders for their offensive coordinator position, not head coach. According to the report, Bieniemy would consider the lateral move with the assumption he would be running the entire offense. And it could be a springboard for him to land an eventual head coaching job. Shannon, what do you think? Should the enemy take this OC spot if he gets offered? No. Why? And do what? Skip, he don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. It was Carson Wentz for like three weeks. Then it was Taylor Heineke for a couple of weeks. And the end of the season being Sam Howell. Also, what's going, what's, what's going on with Washington? First of all, there's tor- turmoil. It's been brought for, for the, like the last decade. Now, there's a great, you know, there's an 80, 90% chance, Skip, they're going to be sold. The commanders are going to be sold. New ownership comes in. What normally happens with new ownership, Skip? Unless you win it up out the yin-yang, they clean house. Mm. They let the hair go with the hide. Mm. So normally, general manager, head coach, coordinator, whoever that is, is mm. up out of there. Mm. So why would you take a seat? Skip, if you can't get a job and you're the OC, even if it's a name only, with Patrick Mahomes, how the hell you think you're going to get a job? You can't get a job and you got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. You think you about to get a job with Sam Howell? Hmm. With Carson Wentz? With Taylor Heineke? Well, obviously, they will hit the free agent market hard. They will try to come away with the biggest name. I don't know who it is. It's Jimmy G. It's Ryan Tannehill. It's name somebody. How about this? It's uh, Derek Carr. I just want to know why come hot black candidates can't get coaching jobs when they're hot. Okay, let's go back to 2016, Skip. Yep. The Patriots won the Super Bowl. Yep. Josh McDaniels get offered a job at the last at the, the 18th hour. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm staying. Mm-hmm. Sends the facts, I'm staying in New England. Yep. In 2017, Frank Wright, OC, wins the, gets it. He doesn't call him plays. Who's calling the plays, Skip? If I'm not mistaken, uh, Dougie P was calling plays, right? Yeah. But Frank Wright gets the the, uh, uh, the coach job. 2018, Rams lose the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's not calling plays. Zach Taylor <laughs> gets the job in Cincinnati. In, in 20, 2019, Chiefs win the Super Bowl. Eric Bieniemy doesn't get anything. Yeah. 2020, Byron Leftwood win the Super Bowl. Doesn't get anything. He turns that down. To the beat. To, hey, yep. let's put that out there, Skip. He did turn a job down. He 2021, did. Rams win the Super Bowl. Kevin O'Connell does not call plays. Gets the head job at Minnesota. In 2022, Eric Bieniemy. Does not get hired. Shane Steichen does get hired. He did. You see the real current theme right there, Skip mm-hmm. Bayless? Mm-hmm. I am not touching. I don't want him anywhere go anywhere near Washington mm-hmm. until they settle their situation with what go, what's going on with ownership 
and all the things that's brewing from the uh, uh, above the coach up, I don't want that. I'm not touching it. So if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I'm gonna stay my butt in Kansas City because if I can't get a job coaching Patrick Mahomes, I damn sure not gonna get a job coaching Sam Howell, uh, Carson Wentz, or Taylor Heineke. Mm. Taylor, Taylor Heineke, I got it right. All time, Skip. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone, Skip. I'm not fooling with it. Eric Bieniemy, stay where you are. This is a lateral move, but this is a suicide mission. Mm. If they don't think you're good enough right now, because you know what they're gonna do, Skip. I can't believe. The offense for Washington is no better than what they are. Did you see the quarterback that they got? Yeah. No. EB, stay you where you are. Mm. Okay. So we have a couple of stories in our overnight packet here on Undisputed. One from Time Magazine, the other from Nancy Armour of USA Today Mm -hmm. about this theme of why can't hot black assistants get head coaching jobs when they are hot, hot, when they should be right on schedule to get a job. What do we talk about on Monday, Skip? Okay. The hot, hot black candidates okay. can't get no jobs. Well, my problem with these stories is you can just check the tape. I have been saying the exact same <laughs> thing the Time magazine article is saying and the Nancy Armour article is saying for 15 years on national TV because I, I have been dumbfounded by it. It, it has been inexplicable to me, but then in the end, it's really pretty explicable because I, I'm sorry, I'm going to just boil it down to these older white owners just aren't that comfortable with a black head coach because they need to interact. They need to go to right. dinner with the wives or the significance or whatever, and they're just not that comfortable right. when they do have an interview. it's going to be a quicker click with a young, white, hot candidate. Mm -hmm. It's just culture. It's just the way life is. And I don't know how to defeat it because each of these guys is an independent owner in the umbrella of the NFL. And it's hard to legislate. You must hire a black coach, right? You you can't unless it's in the man's heart to do the right right thing. And every once in a while, we have the Roonies in Pittsburgh who actually did the right thing. There's this young candidate out of Minnesota, Minnesota. And, and he's not even the coordinator at that point. Yeah, Mike he was. Tom, was he the yeah, coordinator? He was the DB coach at Tampa, got yeah, the coordinator okay, job okay, in Minnesota the, yeah. after one year. Okay, but it was only one year, yes. and, and he, was, he was a nobody to me. I didn't know who he was. Right. I, I didn't know of his name on Tony Dungy's staff. Yeah, great. But, but the Roonies had him in, and they went out to dinner with the wives, and it clicked. Yes. And he said, I'm going to take a plunge on this guy, and – I'd say that's one of the all-time great plunges, right? Absolutely. Every once in a while, it happens, but but it's just getting worse and worse. We just had another hiring cycle, and we got one black head coach out of it, out of the five that have been hired. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's not right. The league is, what are we going to call it, 70%? Easy. Is it more, maybe? It it's, at least, more. It's, at, it's at least 70%. Okay, at least 70%. Let's just call it black. 70% black. Right. What is going on here? Two plus two equals oblivion. It's yeah. like, what, what, what do you, what's the problem? Right. And then I, I read these quotes from Jerry Jones originally in the Washington Post, and he's saying, it, it's not the interview process, it's who you know. It, it, he, he made the point, I didn't hire Jimmy Johnson off an interview. He didn't need an interview. He played with him. He roomed with him at yeah. Arkansas as a teammate, yeah. right? We, okay. we talk about that. Okay. 80% of the jobs are filled without an interview. Okay. Hey, Skip, you know somebody? That, that's what it is. That's what it is. And then 
Jimmy, I'm sorry, Jerry turned right around and fired Jimmy and hired Barry Switzer out of the blue. He also knew. Okay. Well, did he know him because (laughs) Barry helped coach that team and had played at Arkansas. So they were like this. They Mm -hmm. were very close. And then he said he almost hired Denny Green, ahead of, but Parcells became available. So if that's true, I got no problem because Bill Parcells is one of the all-time greats. And if, if he, in fact, did become available as you were about to hire Denny Green, I get that. But the reason Jerry said he wanted to hire Denny Green is they had served together on the competition committee and they had gotten to know each other. They had socialized. Right. So – yeah. But but, yeah. See, but but think about that, yeah. Skip. He said he hired he hired uh, Jimmy Johnson because he knew him. He hired Barry because he knew him. Yep. Now he get an opportunity to hire Danny Green, who he served with. He went with a guy he didn't know. He didn't know that was white. But, you see what he did? But but everybody knew that white coach yes. because he at that point was revered as the greatest coach, yeah. right? But here's the thing: what I deduce from what he said, yes, you white, I know you, I'm gonna get you. Yeah. If you white and I don't know you, and there's a black guy that I do know, I'm still gonna get you. I got. Because he had the opportunity. Skip, you know how close we're locked up and uh, Barrow, you got to walk with a guy on the competition committee. Yep. Y'all in everything, every everything, room, the everything. face mask, the illegal everything. contact, you, the you this, are. the that. And you're having dinners together. Yeah, you in the room with yeah. that man all the time okay. on the meetings. Okay. And Jerry's saying, God, I kind of like this black man. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. Because Jerry didn't grow up around a lot of black people. None. <laughs> okay. All right. Now back to Eric Bienemy. I think we're up now to, this may be an unofficial count, I think 17 is what Time reported, that he's 17 times interviewed. 17 Mm -hmm. times. Well, this is shameful. This is almost becoming punishment for Eric Bainey, right? Right. I did go through this once upon a time with a coach you know, with Dan Reeves. I'm going way back, but this is in the white coaching cycle. Yes. When all of a sudden I was out here covering the Rams in L.A. This is in the 70s. But just a quick point of order here. I called Dan Reeves, who was a candidate for the job. He had been through about 17 interviews, mm-hmm. and he had been the bridesmaid every time he'd finished second for, I don't know, maybe 10-plus right. jobs, right. double-digit jobs. And the Rams had lost Chuck Knox, who had gone up to Buffalo to coach O.J. Simpson mm-hmm. and the electric company. And all of a sudden, they need a coach. And I told you I tried to campaign for them to hire Eddie Robinson because I right. spent a week with Eddie Robinson and Doug Williams at Grambling. Eddie's one of the greatest coaches of all time. I know he's just a college coach, but I know he can be a head coach because I watched him head coach Grambling State, right? right? Okay, so I I called Dan Reeves to to say, what's your interest level? He said, well, if I lose this one, I don't think I'll ever get a head coaching job because they're going to condemn me as the guy who finished second. Somebody's going to sit back and say, well, why does he always finish second? second. They might, and it's a sheep think league. Right. And so all of a sudden it, it gets to, it, it's a, 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 it starts to feed off itself. Yeah. Yes. And thankfully somebody, I don't know who hired Dan in Denver. Mm-hmm. I don't know who was in charge at that point, but somebody. I think Phillips. I think the only was Gerald okay. Phillips. Maybe it was, but yeah. somebody had the vision to say, I don't care how many yeah. times he finished second, I'm going to take a shot. And guess what? Yeah. Dan Reeves turned out to be pretty great, right? Mm-hmm. As you well know. Yes, yes. Okay, he was your first. You're my first head coach. First head yes. coach. Okay, now back to Eric Bieniemy. I, I hear you about the Washington situation. It's a wreck. Upstairs, it's a wreck. Ron Rivera is not a wreck. I think he's a very good head coach, and he did get a team in Carolina to the Super Bowl. And and he always puts a pretty good product on the field to my eyes. Right. But he is defense first. He's all defense all Correct. the time. Yes. The reason I would encourage Eric to take this shot is because if, if you truly want to be a head coach, 
you're now going on 54 years of age. In August, he turns 54. Right. Well, at some point, as you in the next few years, they're going to say, well, he's just too old to, to get his first head coaching job as he approaches. Well, hell, Big Fangio was damn near 70 before he I, got his first thank one. Thank you. Okay, I, I got it. But you know, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm trying I mean, to eliminate the excuses that could crop up here. They got another one. So okay, you got, they, they got, got excuses you ain't okay. even thought of yet. There, there you go. Okay, so what what could happen in Washington? They got the 15th overall pick. They might be able to get one of those kids if somebody falls, Levis falls, the the Florida quarterback falls. Maybe you'd have a developmental project. I kind of like Sam Howell. They did a 26-6 number on my Cowboys in that final regular season game. He had his moments. That team has skill position players. McLaurin and Curtis Samuel and Dotson and uh, Logan Thomas. And the kid Brian Robinson, who got shot, and obviously came yep. back, and, and he, back, yeah. he's pretty good. And I always liked Antonio Gibson, and McKissick's pretty good. Yeah. So they they've got some. I'm not saying it's the, the best, but but it's a credible skill position, a, a, a group of weapons mm-hmm. to me. So y- your only hope, I'm just telling you, his only hope right now is to go take a job like that, and hope that there's some stability at the top that doesn't interfere with what's going on on the field and try to pull something off where where you beat the odds, right. where you do open people's eyes or reopen their right. eyes to say, well, wait a second, maybe Eric Bieniemy by himself is pretty good. Well, I think the thing is, Skip, and I get what you're saying is that sometimes, but it's really hard for kids to turn out and be great when there's so much chaos going on in the home. I, it's kind of hard for the coach I, I, I to come into you. a situation yeah. that's so chaotic with yeah. Washington. It was because that's what everybody, it permeates. That's what constantly is being heard. So with that being said, and EB's like, I don't really know what else I have to do because I see all these guys that didn't call play, a Kevin O'Connell didn't call plays, no. a Zach Taylor didn't call plays, a Frank Wright didn't I, call I plays, okay. and they still getting jobs. Right. Okay, I got it. But here's the biggest problem going. Right now, Andy Reid is considered the greatest offensive mind in all of football. I think okay. it, it's like runaway now. Like he, if, if this dynasty is going to accomplish what you think it's going to accomplish, if Patrick Mahomes is going to win multiple more Super Bowls yeah. in the next few years, right. if and, Andy's going nowhere, he's, he's got, <laughs> what, 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 come on. Yeah. I got Patrick Mahomes, yeah. right? Yeah. So let's say Andy coaches until he's 70. He's what, 64? 64. Okay, so let's say he coaches six more years. And they will, let's say they go to three Super Bowls. That'd be a lot. Right. And they win a couple of more. Right. Well, over that time, people are going to look harder and harder at this and say, he, he might be the greatest offensive mind ever, and he's coaching the greatest quarterback ever because already there's a runaway train out there that says Patrick Mahomes now is better than Tom Brady ever was at any point in his career. <laughs> true, right. true. It's, it's out right. there. Right. It's a gr- We're going to talk about it right. here in a few minutes. Okay? How can Eric Bieniemy overcome that? Because he has been labeled by the NFL, clearly labeled by the sheep think NFL right. as nothing but a product of the greatest offensive mind and the greatest quarterback ever. Seriously, that's what you got. That's the one-two punch or the two-one punch, however okay. you want to look at okay. it. And it's it's hard for Eric to fight out of that because they're saying, well, Andy, come on. It's wink, wink, nod, nod. Andy calls the plays. I saw Ian Rappaport's report said, that, that Andy is the primary play caller. I've never heard of a secondary play caller. Here, you, you call the second quarter of this. Yeah. Know, like, 
every third play you call it. Or <laughs> I don't know no, what's no. going on, but you it's just, just know. It's just like anything, Skip. A coordinator likes to get yeah. in a rhythm. Okay. It's a, it's a rhythm. And it's Andy's offense, and I got no problem with yeah. that because that's what he's always done, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, he's been in offense for 30 he's, years. He's been doing it and doing it and doing it, and he loves Eric Bieniemy, And Patrick loves Eric Bieniemy, but it's hard for them to sell because – the league just sits back and shrugs and says, yeah, you're, you're saying all the right things because right. you love the guy. Right. And, you, and, and it's funny because I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, well, Andy loves him so much he doesn't mind if he loses him, right? Right. right. Because would Andy be threatened by losing Eric Bieniemy? No, he wouldn't be no, threatened. No, he, he, he brought Matt Nagy as the quarterback coach. So <laughs> okay. the guy that, that, that okay. had EB's role before EB had all it. Right. All right. Thank you for bringing these up. Okay. So two guys got head coaching jobs off Andy Reid's tree without calling plays. So, so Doug Peterson, what he was with Andy forever in, yeah. in Philadelphia. He was Andy there brought, from, him, brought him in from 99. He okay. was the quarterback before he, he, Donovan. Okay, so he, he'd been with Andy forever, yes. and he brings him to Kansas City for 13, 14, and 15, 2013, 14, and 15. And the quarterback at the end is Alex Smith. Yeah. So off 2015, they went 11 and 5, which is it's credible. Right. And remember the game, they went up to the Patriots, and, and it got close in the end, but it really wasn't that close. It got to 27-20, and they actually onside kicked right. at the end. Yes. But it, it never really was a football game. Mm-hmm. So the point was they weren't that big a threat because they had a ceiling, Alex Smith. Correct. Okay? But off Alex Smith, even though he didn't call plays at all, Doug Peterson got, got a really job. Good. And – and he did well with yeah, it. He turned out to be pretty great. Okay, yeah. we, we gave him that. Then here came Matt Nagy, another guy who'd been a lifer with Andy Reid through the Philly days, been with him forever. And for one season, he was the offensive coordinator, 2017. Mm-hmm. One season he was one. the offensive coordinator. But guess who the quarterback was? Alex Smith, because right. Patrick was a rookie yes. trying to learn his way into becoming the starter the next year. Yes. Okay, so <laughs> it was Alex Smith. So So you can't... Nobody was giving Alex Smith much credit. Most people had already sort of labeled him as check down Alex. He's checked down Alex, and you can only go so far with Alex right. Smith, right. which is why Andy Reid himself identified. Nobody else saw this coming. Patrick Mahomes right. at Texas Tech. We watched him play Baker Mayfield. It was an incredible shootout, <laughs> and yet I, 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 I didn't see this. No, no, nobody, nobody saw, saw this. this. But Andy, I don't even know if Andy saw, I, I, saw this. Skip. Not I, this. Not now. this. But Andy Reid did push to trade from twenty-seven all the way up to ten. Right. And they snatched him well, right Matt out Well, Matt Nagy might deserve the most credit, Skip, because Patrick Mahomes is telling the story that they had him in for the building yep. overnight. Yep. And Matt Nagy gave him the answers to what the questions were going to be. Okay. <laughs> Andy Reid, right. so he blew it out the water. Okay, he blew it out of the water, and right out of the water with him went Matt Nagy, Nagy. to Chicago. Right. Okay, he gets a head coaching job. But, but it was – it was harder to condemn Matt Nagy as a product of Patrick Mahomes because there was no Patrick Mahomes but, yet. But, but you, didn't, you failed to mention something. He didn't call plays. He didn't call plays. No, neither, got, neither Doug Peterson nor Matt Nagy. But how did he get jobs? I thought you wanted to play caller, Skip. Okay. How did he keep getting jobs okay. then? How Zach Taylor and Kevin O'Connell got well, a job? Well, well, it's the unanswerable question. And it's gone on so long that just the cycle of it has recurred so often that the league has finally said there must be something wrong with Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. We're not sure what it is, but there's got to be something right. wrong because 17 times he didn't get the job, right? right? Yes. Well, so what's wrong with him? Is he just a product right. of the greatest and the greatest? I, Skip, it's kind of like a house that's always on the market. You're like, well, damn, that's yeah, a beautiful house. You yeah, you're okay. like, damn, that's a beautiful house. The location is great. Why yeah. is the house always up for sale? Is yep. there a crack in the foundation? Okay. Is something structurally wrong? What is it? Yep. Okay. So as much as Andy Reid says 
like like his quote the next day after the Super Bowl was Eric being excuse me Eric B enemy was tremendous down the stretch they're putting things together as they got hotter and hotter on offense right. down the, right. the, the the back end of the season right. so he's saying I'm I'm giving Eric credit for strategy for right. Right. meetings right. for game planning right. for big picture right, right? that's yes. what they were giving him yes. credit for yes. and I have zero doubt that he deserves Absolutely. high credit for yes. that yes okay. because Skip, as a head coach you got so much on your plate yep. that's what this that's what EB's job is that's what with Gary Kubiak, who was our offensive coordinator, Skip, it was his job and yep. the offensive coaches to come up with the, uh, uh, with, with a, uh, a formation yep. and plays. Okay, and then, get, Mike, what do you think about this? I think we can do this. I think we can take advantage of this. And then Mike was like, okay. Okay. It was all Mike calling the play, but they don't realize it's people behind the scenes okay. that's doing a lot of the work. And the irony of what you just said is now Mike is the upstairs advisor to Kyle. Kyle. And, and who knows how much input – Kyle is getting on a weekly basis we'll a lot. from Mike, even on the telephone, yeah. you know, even just talking at night, what, what you got. And, yeah. and Mike's sitting there. He's retired. He's watching tape. Yes. You know, if if you could get so-and-so yes. on so-and-so, yes. you might have yeah, something. absolutely. Well, well, you know how Mike's got some offensive He, he absolutely does. Okay. Because you played for him. Yes, I did. Okay. So it's it's the reverse. But I give Mike Shanahan a lot of credit for what, what Kyle's able to do. Mm-hmm. In ways that Eric's not getting any credit for Correct. what Andy and Patrick are able Correct. to do. Correct. Okay, so now the Time article about this. It quotes Lewis Moore, the professor of history at Grand Valley State University, who specializes in African American sports history, as saying, Eric Bienemy has done everything he is supposed to do. He's worked his way up, he's won. If he was white, he would have a job. True. There's no question about it. And his point is that. The NFL hasn't come to terms that there could be a black genius. So he's suggesting maybe Eric Bieniemy is a black genius. Well, he might be, but but there's really no way to know that under the circumstance that he's Correct. in right now because he's with the greatest offensive mind and the greatest quarterback. Correct. So how can we say, aha, it's a diamond in the rough? Right. Nobody knows that Eric Bieniemy is a black genius head coach potential. Right. I, I don't know, because what have I always told you? The one thing about this whole system that's flawed is just because Eric Bieniemy has been whatever you want to call him, the quarterback coach or the OC or whatever right. he is. No guarantee. N- n- none of that guarantees it because you're not qualified. You don't do head coaching things. You have no responsibility with the media. To, you, you Every once in a while you talk to him, but you don't have to do it like Andy does on a daily basis. Right. You don't have to interact with ownership and make sure ownership's okay. You don't have to interact with the GM every day and say, well, I, I don't know about that. Scheduling I, and right. discipline. Discipline, <laughs> player problems, things that cross your yeah. desk that we never hear yeah. about. Yeah, you're, you're a counselor, Skip. You're a psychiatrist. Hard, you're a head coach. It's a you're a father job. figure. You're a brother. Right. You're a lot of, you wear a lot of different hats. Speeches, halftime, yes. pregame speeches. Yes. It, it's a big CEO commanding officer sort of job. It's a generalship. It, yes. And, and there's nothing that any coordinator ever does, black, white, green, purple, that they don't do anything that really qualifies them to be the head coach. It's all new to them. Shane Steichen, welcome to the world. Let's see if he can do it. Jonathan Gannon, Gannon. I don't know. Who knows what, what he could do? Correct. Uh, the, the, again, I'm going to say it again on Jonathan Gannon. His defense was way overrated. It gave up 40 to Dallas. It, it basically got picked to pieces in the second right. half. It got embarrassed by yeah. Kansas City yeah. in the Super Bowl in the second half. And off that, the next day, you suddenly, in one interview, 
convince Michael Bidwill that you're the man. Right. You can save that franchise and redirect it mm-hmm. as a defensive mind. Right. Do you have defensive genius? I can't see it. Right. I don't know. Why did they have to call in Vic Fangio to be a, a, an advisor, <laughs> advisor d- correct. before the Super Bowl? I have no idea. It, it, it's the, This situation is just getting worse, worse and worse and, worse and, worse. and it's embarrassing. But you and I go back and forth, and, and we, we call it out. We throw it into the middle of the table. We, we pound on it. We beat on your side of the desk, my side of the desk. And, and I don't have a fix for it. I don't. Except doing the right thing. Right. I, I, somebody has to wise up. And usually it's sheep think where once there's a Mike Tomlin, you would think everybody wants a blackhead coach after what Mike Tomlin has accomplished yeah. and didn't happen. Well, we thought it was going to be that with Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy. That's a great one. You know? <laughs> I don't know. Denny Green had success for years in Minnesota. He did. Years. And, and Jim Caldwell had right. success. Okay. And finally, Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes sticks in my craw even more than Eric Bienemy does mm-hmm. because Steve Wilkes. Got one year in, in Arizona. Arizona. Got one year, and, and it's just like as unfair a firing as you ever see. And right. I don't get it, and I don't know the inside right. story of it. Right. Something happened. But he goes to Carolina, and he gets a reprieve. Mm-hmm. He gets a chance to step into the breach and take a, a tumbling team, and he turns it completely around. And guess what he was doing? He was head coaching the team. Correct. He wasn't just coordinating right. the defense. And he did his skip after they traded the best player. Yeah. Yeah, and they they basically gave, gave up. up on the they, they gave up on the season, and all of a sudden, they're in the basically the championship game right. for their division. Right. You can say it's a sad sack right. division, but but again, he was playing Brady for the division title. Right, that's pretty great. Right. And then they don't retain him, and he winds up being <laughs> San Francisco's defense Equal, coordinator. Right. Okay, well, congratulations, San Francisco. But Steve Wilkes has proven to me at the highest level that he can actually be a great head coach. Skip, you know the problem that I have? And I have a lot of this problem with yep. society and in the system. They ask us to fix a problem that we didn't create. <laughs> yeah, NFL, you created this. Yep. Owners, you created this problem. Good, Stop asking point. Shannon Sharp and Skip Bates to fix it's the a, damn problem a, that you created. It's a very you good fix point. It. It's a very good point. And I don't think either one of us condemn Roger Goodell. He's doing no, all he, he can. It's like, Roger Goodell worked for them. He works for the that's Just like right. you and I work for I Fox. That is true. He worked for them. It. Yeah. Good point. Guys, very intriguing debate. I love it. And let me add this. Yes, a lot of problems at the top with the commanders, but a lot of good people there, too. I respect Ron Rivera, their head coach, and their GM, Martin Mayhew, so yes. much. Yep. Really good leaders. Yep. All right, gentlemen, moving on today. All right, let's do it. How good did the new-look Lakers look last night? Too good for my Pelicans. This hurts. Plus, the Chiefs, you think they're going to run it back this season? That's next. Chris Brown say run it, run it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life. 
from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges, therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. And I won't back down. LeBron returned to play last night in the Lakers' 120-102 win over the Pelicans. LeBron finished with 21 points. AD finished with a game-high 28 points, plus he added 10 boards. It was the first time the new-look Lakers took the court since the trade deadline. After the game, LeBron said, quote, I feel really good about what we've got brewing. Shannon, on a scale of 1 to 10, how impressive were your Lakers last night? And it's one game. I'm not finna get old, you know, start buying, you know, playoff tickets or anything like that. No, I don't know. You might. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, put any any time, for, 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 request any time off for June. They're going to have a parade, Skip. But I did like what I see. I'm going to give it a five. I'll give it a five. Um, I, I think D-Lo, uh, uh, D'Angelo Russell is a better fit with AD and LeBron than Russ is. He's really good at the pick and roll. He got a herky-jerky motion that he can get to the rim, and even if he doesn't, he's going to get fouled. He got a lot of foul calls last night because of that motion. He's a better uh, uh, shooter on the outside, although yeah. I think Russ uh, uh, um, probably is a better defender than, than D'Lo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought they played well. I thought AD was a monster again, uh, crashing the glass, blocking shots, playing really good on both ends. Uh, LeBron was, what, 7 of 14, 0 of 5. They were terrible from the free throw line. They missed 14 free throws. This game really shouldn't have been that close if they could make free throws. Um, but I like what I saw, Skip. Overall, I mean, the 30th starting lineup. Uh, hopefully, this is the last starting lineup that we see unless LeBron is load managing, unless AD is load managing. Hopefully, we don't have another situation where we got to see another starting lineup. I like this starting lineup. Malik Beasley did make a couple of threes, Skip. Um, and so I like what I saw. Um, the question is, um, it's only one game. Um, now they got a long break, skip all-star weekend. I don't think they're probably going to play until what Thursday of next week, something like that. So they get some time off. Yep. Um, but I like what I saw and, uh, what there are two games out of the 10 spot, three and a half games out of the six spot. Mm. We'll, be in the well, I hope you are. Yeah, no, no, I need after hope. what I saw what is hope? last night, hope. It, it would be all time shameful after what I saw last I night. Hope, if you missed the playoffs, I think hope is a, is a female name in the Bible. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, am I correct? Mm. Skip? There are a lot of hopes. Yeah, okay, then. Well, we don't need hope. (sighs) Shannon Sharp. We got GOAT. Mm. I'll leave that alone for the day (laughs) because I'm going to be nice today. I'm going to a nine on the impress scale because Shannon Sharp, that was by far the best your Lakers have looked all season long, and it feels like it has been a long season for your Lakers. We're, We're... what, 70% into the season. Yes. And finally, they blew out a team they should have blown out. There's no Zion. There's no Larry Nance Jr. They should have blown them out. They were sort of begging to be blown out early on, and they got back in the game at halftime, and then you 
started to push down on the accelerator. And early in the fourth quarter, LeBron said, I got this. And he attacked the rim two or three times. And all of a sudden, the Pell said no moss. It was a beautiful thing to watch because I got to tell you, as a guy who watches every single dribble of your Lakers because of LeBron James, it was a pleasure to watch your Lakers last night without Russell Westbrook. I, I think you would agree. It was just a pleasure to have the cloud lifted off because the best number in this whole stat sheet is I'm looking at D'Angelo Russell started the game last night yes. and played 28 minutes. Mm-hmm. And he had one turnover for the night. That's the most beautiful stat on this whole box. He had one turnover because I am sick and tired of watching Russell Westbrook have five or six or seven or eight turnovers. And we come in here and do a Russell Westbrook memorial turnover Mm -hmm. blooper reel day after day after day. I got no blooper reels today because there weren't any bloopers. LeBron did have four turnovers, he, but, but he hasn't played now for whatever's been a week, a week. And he looked a little rusty, and he's trying to get his legs back mm-hmm. under him. And I don't know what's going on with his foot. It, it changes every night. Last night they reported that it's actually an ankle injury that is affecting the foot. I don't know, but whatever. He looked fine last night. When he decided to attack the rim, he looked like he had his usual explosion. Did you see him take the shoe off on the sideline? I guess so, but I, I don't know if he's just trying to build any. Man, there you go. See, there you go. All I know is... This was a brand new night with a brand new starting lineup, and it was highly impressive that you started, as I'm looking at the box score, you started D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt, three new players in your lineup, thrown into the fire with LeBron James, who is not easy to play with. He's easy to play with as far as he's the best passer in basketball, but it's hard to sort of measure up alongside him. And guess who was locked in, plugged in, switch on last night? AD. He came to play. Yep. And he put up numbers, like you just said, where you say, oh, there he 13 is. 13 to 17. 13 to 17 for 28 points with 10 rebounds and, and five to six. That, that'll work. Yes. If you, if you get that every night, you're going to be in every game. You're going to win a whole bunch of games because he's at least a top 10 player, if not a top five player. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> I loved LeBron after the game. He was raving about his new teammates. I told you yesterday they got 10% better. I'm going to go up to 20% better because there's no more Just give us one game. Okay, I got it, but I could see it. I, I got to see them in a real live NBA game against real competition, a team that had just embarrassed you down in New Orleans yeah. not too long ago. Yeah, payback. Yeah, and, and there's a little payback going on here. But LeBron did say after the game something's brewing, and he said, I just love what we were able to pick up. So do I. So here we go. And then he went specific. And nobody can get more specific in, in player capsules than LeBron James. Right. He's great after yeah. games. So he's talking, you, you mentioned about D'Lo. Here's LeBron. He says, I know D'Lo is really good shifty point guard. He can space the floor because he's very crafty, very deceiving with his quickness the way he plays the game. Well, he is. He, he's got a, a sort of stop and go to yeah. him that, that, that it gets you back on your heels. He's a quicker Mike Conley. Skip yeah. the Mike Conley no, played the left-handed guy. They got the little hand, crafty move. He's taller. <laughs> yes. he's, is he 6'3 or 4'? 6'3, 6'4. I think he's 6'4, actually. Yeah. Okay, he can shoot it. He's not a natural-born point guard. No. But LeBron can do he's that. A okay, he's just a scorer. And he's a shifty, sort of deceiving scorer. Mm-hmm. I love all that. And then it was interesting that um, – uh, on ESPN last night, they, they said that that Brandon Ingram's number one toughest defender on him is Jared Vanderbilt. I, Mark Jackson said that, that he heard it from one of the Pels broadcasters, right. that B.I. always says that the guy 
I have the hardest time against is Jared Vanderbilt. Well, how good is that? And then it was LeBron after the game saying, Vando is a Swiss Army Knight. Defensive ability, offensive rebounding, mm-hmm. all the things you saw tonight. Well, well, how sweet of a pickup is that? Yeah. You, you struggled on defense, and all of a sudden you got a guy that B.I., the former Laker, and their best scorer says, I, I have the hardest night against him. Okay? Mm-hmm. How, how, don't you love that? Yeah. And I'll then look- I told you Malik Beasley when we were in Arizona – if, if you look hard at his numbers, he has the third most three-pointers points three pointers made, made over the last two years to Steph Curry and Buddy Heald. Well, how great is that? Have you not struggled from the – you actually struggled from three last night, but it didn't matter. Three and the free throw okay. line. All right. And Mo Bamba, that's the that, – I mean, he do eight feet tall and all he want to do is shoot three. Okay, but, but if you look at his numbers, they say he can shoot threes. Well, I saw him last night, and my eyes say he can't. Okay, well, he, he missed all four <laughs> yeah, of them, right? Five. five of them. Okay, he missed five of them. Thomas Bryant was a pretty good three-point shooter, but when yeah. I looked at their numbers, they were about the same. I think he's like a 36%. Yeah, but shooter. I'm saying, but but TB wanted to be down. He wanted to bang. He was getting offensive rebounds. Yep. He was putting it back. He had a stretch there, Skip, where he was 30 and 17 and had, had some big numbers. Look, Skip, I'm not going to miss one game. Let me – Check back with me after they get like six or seven games in, maybe ten, because then because they what they got twenty three games left now after yep. playing this game last night. Let me get ten games in, and I'll be either I'm gonna be bullish or I'm gonna be bearish. Okay, you should be bullish. <laughs> you should love what you saw because it's so much better than what it was. I, I I'm with you. I, I'm not gonna go to championship level just yet, but it's got potential with LeBron playing at this level. Right age 38, year 20, with with AD showing you what happens when he decides to actually play basketball. Yep. With all those new pieces and three of them in the starting lineup, which means you still have Austin Reeves coming off the bench. You know what? He's just a basketball player. Right. I, he just makes plays. Every, yep. His little touch passes in the lane on little pop-pop things on fast breaks, he knows how to play. Yeah. LeBron trusts him. He'll make shots. He'll make driving shots. He'll make fallaways. He'll make three-point shots when he gets fouled, as he did last night. Right. He does a lot of little big things. And Troy Brown still comes in and makes threes, yeah. right? Yeah. And you look at Schroeder. I know he, he goes hot and cold, but but he still made two or three nice little plays last yeah, night. He did. I, I like him coming off the bench. So what is not and and. Hachimura, he's a, he's a pretty good NBA player. Skip, it's one game, and I've seen guys be consistent one game, and then all of a sudden for four or five games they don't know how to play the game of basketball. So I'm not as excited as you are because I need to see more of it. I'm not going to put all my eggs in the one basket and then trip on my way to the market. That's not going to happen. It's one game, Skip. You okay. know it's one game. I know what you're trying to do. Okay. You're trying to build this up. Okay, I'm trying to say you should have no more excuses because – We didn't have no excuses anyway. When you got AD and LeBron, I don't give a damn who else you got. Me, you, and Jim. Could have filled out the starting lineup and you're supposed to make the playoffs. You got two guys that's Thank top you. 75 players. Thank you. One guy is universally regarded as one, two, and the conversation is the best players of all time. That should be enough. Preach to the choir. I'm the choir. I, I'm with you. I've been saying all year this team has led the NBA in underachievement. You're still five games under 500, but you cleared the decks. No Russ, no Pat Bev. Darvin Ham's freed psychologically of having to juggle those balls because mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're handfuls for a right. young coach, a right. first-year head coach. So all of a sudden, he looks happier. He talked about Q of L, quality of life. That was a win last night that, that allowed him to heave a sigh of relief uh-huh. and go into the break thinking, you know what? We got a shot. 
In my first year of head coaching the Los Angeles Lakers, we got a shot. So yes. now you got 23 games left. You think they could win? What was your 16, count yesterday? 16, 16 and 7. Okay, 16 and 7. I said 17 and 6. It, they're just good enough. You, did it not fit together last night? Did it not look like it worked to you? 43, 7. Okay, so that'll be, that means we'll be 43 and 39. Okay. But in the West, that, yeah. that's a pretty good yeah. number right there, right? Yeah, for sure. the, the West is begging to be won by somebody. I know Denver beat Dallas last night, but there was no Kyrie. We're right. going to talk about that. Right. Denver is pretty good. I don't think they're I don't invincible. I they world beaters, no. Okay, they're not. Memphis talks a better game than they play. Yes. As you well know. Mm-hmm. Okay, so – Again, Josh says, I, I don't fear anybody in the West. Well, trust me, John, nobody in the West fears, fears you, you either. Absolutely. Right? Okay, so now we go down to Sacramento. I love Sacramento. I, I love De'Aaron You Fox. love Phoenix now all of a sudden. Okay. They got, they got, okay. seven, they well, got KD. Well, well, now they have the biggest seven-foot-tall X factor in the history of this game. <laughs> but it's hard to throw it together and say, poof, take off. Right. It should be easy because you got a, uh, yep. you got a historically great point guard. Yep. You got a guy in Kevin Durant that doesn't need the ball. He doesn't need to be ball dominant. Yeah. All DeAndre Aiden got to do is like, bro, I'm going to protect whatever you guys need. If I need to give you 10 points and 18 rebounds yeah. and three or four block shots, I got you. Okay. Because I don't know if – he doesn't need to give them 20 and 10 because you're going to get plenty of points from Book. You're going to get plenty of points from KD. They got a night. Nice, I mean, they don't. their bench is not as deep once you gave up Mikael Bridges. You saw what he did last night. Yeah. Cam Johnson is not there. But I think they but have. They, they got Terrence Ross on yeah. a buyout. That's going to yeah. help them a lot. Yeah, and, three-point shooting. And, and T.J. Warren came over in the deal, and I like him. Yeah. So, so I don't think they're a bad bench. Yeah. So they are the team. I, I believe they're the team to beat. But last quick point, I got to make note of this because he is the all-time greatest scorer in the. I, but I thought, of I thought you weren't going to do this. Okay, well, just one, no, one small you, point. I knew, it. I knew you were going to do it. End of third quarter, hey, LeBron, you got to be better than this. You you just can't do this. You you can't. He's at the free throw line. He does his routine. Takes his deep breath and. Wait, he wait, wanted he, to be perfect. He, he just he wanted he wanted to switch it, Skip. He, it happened. But you told it was nothing but net because it hit only the bottom. But you of the said net. you weren't going to do that. You said you were going to be positive today. I know. You said you had no know, blooper but, reel. But but this is that's a blooper. I know, but it 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 just it jars me when the greatest scorer in the history of the NBA shoots a free throw air ball, and I'm like, how so could I, you do I, that? I just want to make sure. I'm how here. could you do that? I just want to make sure I'm hearing you correctly. Yes. No other historically great player has ever airballed a free throw. You know what? We've talked about this before. The the really good free throw shooters, or let's just start okay, with Okay, I'll just go, let's go go Michael Jordan. So he's okay. never airballed a free throw. I don't think he's ever airballed no, 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 a free no, throw. No, 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 baby, this is not what you I, want to well, say. I don't know that. I didn't, like, keep count of if, if he ever airballed yeah, a free throw. Yeah, you should. Throw. Like, Kevin Durant is a very good free throw shooter. He's up around 90%. Do you think he ever missed the rim on a free throw I don't attempt? Know. Internet, do your job. Sleuth. Okay. Find Sleuth, it. do your job. Yeah. Find one. They're going to find it. They're going to find it. Because if we look harder at LeBron's career, we might find eight, nine, No, no, no. Because what you said is that no great shooter, free throw shooter, has ever airballed it. So I was like, okay, forget great. What about Jordan? Because that's the thing that you always compare to. I can assure you Michael Jordan has airballed a free throw. Well, I don't know that for a fact. Seriously, I don't know that. He was an 84% free throw shooter. You're a 74%. But you told me, I mean, the way you talk about him, he was 100%. I do not talk yeah, about that. Yeah, you talk about, oh, he would just go swish, swish. No. Well, I've seen him do I, I've seen him do it for money, left-handed, blindfolded swish him. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I witnessed it. Yeah. One day I saw him make two in a row left-handed with a blindfold on 
for God knows how much money, but there was a bunch of money on the table. Well, I saw it in Indiana on a practice in the middle of the Eastern Conference Finals in 1998. I saw it. Well, he must have had a blindfold on when he was going up against those Celtics. Yeah. Because he sure couldn't beat them. Well, Mm. he scored 63 against them. And lost. Yeah. I know a guy that threw for 500 yards in a game and lost. I know a guy who went 6-0 in the finals with six MVPs. I don't know how he did it. Easy. No, but he's the he GOAT. He was the favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he was the GOAT. Well, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, goat. when did they start having final games? In mm-hmm. the 90s? So they had no finals in the 80s. So what, how the hell did Magic Johnson and Larry Bird get five mm-hmm. and three respectively if they had no finals mm-hmm. in the 80s? You know, I was thinking last night, anybody uh-huh. who truly believes that LeBron is better than Michael Jordan must also believe that the earth is flat. No, yeah, the earth is what, round. <laughs> And the goat is better. <laughs> I mean, LeBron. I mean, Jordan can be a goat, but there's level to goatness. Yeah. There's goat. There's goater, and then the goat is. <laughs> okay. I'll let you hang on to your delusion for today because that looked like a basketball team what last else? night. It did. <laughs> you know it, and I know it. Now you're afraid of it because you know LeBron doesn't have any more excuses. He didn't. That's Kim. We didn't give him no excuses, but the guys need to be consistent. Okay, he wanted Russ, and now there's no more Russ. Is it possible Rob Polinka is now on pace to be the executive of the year? That ain't happening. Why not? Because. Well, he's, I, after last night, I'm saying, what a bang-up job you did. So what? So what? What about what about uh, uh, James Jones that pulled yeah. out the KD trade? <laughs> well, so what's he, he go get? Yeah, I think the owner pulled that one off. But go ahead. Yeah. Yep. All right, we good. Guys, the Lakers led wire to wire last night. They dropped thirty eight in the first quarter. But Shannon, I will see you and your Lakers in New Orleans for a rematch on March fourteenth. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. That sounds like a challenge. It is. It is. All right, guys. The Chiefs, they had their huge Super Bowl victory parade yesterday, and team's confidence was high. Patrick Mahomes, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey had plenty to say to their hometown fans. Take a listen. Before we started this season, the AFC West said we were rebuilding. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what rebuilding means. In our rebuilding year, we're world champs. We're world champs. I just want to let y'all know that this is just the beginning. We ain't done yet. I have three runs for you. And after that, Travis Kelsey, there's one thing we got to do, baby. <laughs> there's one thing we got to do for our right to fight. Okay? Run it back. Run in back! Run in back! Everybody's asking this is a dynasty. It's been a dynasty. And it's Chiefs Kingdom forever, baby. We love y'all. <sighs> They're coming hard, aren't they? They love it. <laughs> love it! All right. Well, that answers my question. If you like how they're talking, Shannon, why do you love it so much? Because this is what the champs do every year. Skip, I get an opportunity because I'm the last man standing, and my voice is the only voice that's going to be heard. My voice is the only voice that matters. People don't want to hear what the Eagles have to say. They don't want to hear what the Cowboys have to say. They don't want to have to hear what the 49ers. Only my voice because I'm standing on Everest, and I've got a bullhorn that amplifies the sound for thousands and thousands of miles. But this is what the champions do. You had no problem with Tom Brady was out there gloating. He was out there, well, he was I, there stumbling around and all that. I, I don't remember him gloating. I remember him stumbling. 
Oh, uh, Jason, Jason, this is what Jason like the general manager said. Mm-hmm. Also called Tampa uh, uh, a boat parade. We've got the resources to keep all the guys together to keep it uh, uh, to keep you next year. We're gonna f and win this thing again. You got a problem with that? Bruce Aaron says anybody that says running back taking a shot at the Chiefs because you just heard him say it again. Bull jive. That's Kansas City. Bull jive. We're going for two. We're going for two. We ain't stopping. Devin White was talking. Everybody was gloating. And nobody talked more than loudmouth Clyde Christensen. He had so much to say. And you love everything. No, nobody even knows who he is. I don't worry about it. He should have kept his mouth shut. I wouldn't have known who he was. But anyway, he had to talk and you loved it. You hear what Clyde Christensen said? He said, Tom Brady going to be even better because the offense and yada, yada, yada. My homeboy, I ain't got no problem with what he said. Mm. He, that's what you said. You said he's going to miss Tyreek Hill. You sat right over well, there. I, I think I wasn't alone with that. Yeah, you were alone. And you know what? He did miss him. The he truth missed, was he missed him. He missed him so much, yeah. he had a career year. Mm. He set the uh, NFL record for most total yards by mm. a player in NFL history. Yeah. That's how much he missed him. He won his second MVP. That's how much he missed him. First team All-Pro. That's how much he missed him. Mm. Another 5,000-yard season. He really missed it. How about another Super Bowl win and a Super Bowl MVP? Mm. Well, damn, how much did he actually miss him? I watched him throw for a grand total of 89 yards in the first half of the Super Bowl and 93 total yards passing in the second half of the Super Bowl as he came back dinking and dunking because he didn't have a deep threat. He dinked and he dunked. And guess what? He He didn't dazzle. He dinked and he dunked. Remember he had 13 out of 14 times he dinked and he dunked. Remember what he had that deep threat Mm -hmm. last year in the NFC Championship Mm -hmm. game? What'd he get him? Mm. What'd he get him? Now, he got guys, he came through, he ain't got a guy that can get 70 yards down the field in a hurry. Okay. All he did was not another well, MVP. I just told you, he missed him in, a, in I, some ways. He also. It also made him a better quarterback. I'm, I'm here to tell you that the best thing that happened to him in the biggest picture was that he did sprain his ankle against Jacksonville because it forced him to play more careful football. It forced him to be more boring in the pocket. And in the second half of the Super Bowl, he was about as boring as you can get. He was game managing like Brady in his first Super Bowl in the I mean, second half. Tough. But if you look at him, he didn't have a guy. So that, that just goes to show you his greatness. I'm not going to force anything. You thought he was forcing it. But a lot of those interceptions last year, carom off the guy's hands. Tyreek had about five caroms off his hands that led to interceptions. That happens. Receivers drop the ball all the time. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to, to, to diminish how great Tyreek is because we know he's great. But I guarantee you, you said it. I say Patrick Mahomes is going to be fine. Tyreek is going to be fine. Because Patrick Mahomes is historically great, and he tried to tell you, Skip. He said, fantasy owners, I'm sorry, but it's going to be a different guy this uh, every single week, and it's going to look a lot different this year than it had in the past. Okay. Give him credit, Skip. All right, but when you have the greatest receiving tight end ever, it's a great place to start because it makes it a lot but easier. You- Listen, by the end of the year, Travis Kelsey was so uncoverable, I'm watching three people chase him. Can I ask you a question? Three. Can I ask and you? so Juju's going to get single. Yeah. And name somebody else. because there are uh, yeah, Sky Moore and Kadaris Tony. Yeah, for, call, for a while, can, Nicole. But, can, but they're just getting single. Can, can I ask you a question, Skip? Yeah. You never did this to Tom when he had uh, Gronk. You never said anything about Gronk. And Gronk was the gold tight end. I've made it abundantly clear that he was. You never used the argument that you're trying to use against Patrick Mahomes against Tom Brady. Why? I I said he needed him. What did I hinge my pick on this year? I said, I'm hinging it on one big if. 
Does Gronk come back on November 1st to save the day? No. I told you. No, no. You said this year. But no. all those years in New England when he had Gronk, and Gronk was uncoverable, when Gronk was unstoppable, you never used Gronk to diminish what Tom Brady did as you do with Travis Kelsey to diminish what Patrick Mahomes has done. Okay, but Gronk wasn't nearly as elusive as Travis Kelsey is. I've never seen anything like yeah. a man who's whatever he is, 6'3", 260 or Scale. whatever. Have you ever seen somebody move like you that? You do realize that Travis Kelsey broke a lot of Gronk's record. He moved into second all time. Yeah. So that means Gronk was doing something. Elusivity, okay, I get all that. Yeah, there are different uh, types I mean, of guys. Like, like Frankenstein. You're, He's just sort of like yeah, boom, yes, boom, yes, boom. Yes, yes, right? yes. One guy is shifty. Yeah. One guy is an 18-wheeler. But <laughs> the results are very similar. And that's all I'm saying. If you want to try to minimize Patrick Mahomes because he has Kelsey. I'm not minimizing. I'm just saying it, a fact is he did have the best receiving tight end. It's a place to start, a restart. So what he says, well, I don't even know what rebuilding is. So can I ask well, you, it's hard to be rebuilding when you got Travis Kelsey. So can I ask you a question? So what was Gronk? So what was Gronk? So where would you rank Gronk when, he, when when Brady had Gronk when he was in New England all those years and when he came back to? So where would you rank Gronk as far as tight ends when Brady had him in New England? He was the best. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Okay. But but he didn't stress a defense quite yes, like he did. Travis. Not like this guy. Yeah, if he this did, guy's unbelievable. Yeah, if he wouldn't, if he didn't stress the defense <sighs> like Kelsey does now, why would you say everything that Brady needs is contingent on Gronk coming back? If he didn't stress the defense, okay, because he had two rookie tight ends and they were okay, but they weren't anything to write home yeah. about. Okay, but okay. okay. Rookie tight ends, but he yep. had Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. He did. Mike Evans doesn't know what it's like to play in an NFL season where he doesn't have a 1,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Chris Godwin has gone to the Pro Bowl twice. Coming off complete knee reconstruction so, and never looked quite right to Okay, me. but look at, okay, Juju, who Steelers gave up on, who came back. He's more known for TikTok than making plays on the football field over the last several years. I got he it. He had Kadarius Tony, who the Giants says y'all can have. We took him in the first round. A year later, we'll give him to you for a fourth or fifth rounder. He had Sky Moore. He had Justin Watson, who the Tampa Bay Buccaneers like said, we got no use for you, bro. Yep. Brady twice tried to throw him in the first year, and both of them got pick-sixed. MBS. The Packers says, nah, we good. We're going to take these rookies, no, and we're going to be forward I do with think it. he's better than you're giving him credit for. Skip, I'm, skip. So if he's so much better than I'm giving him credit for, why didn't the, why didn't the, uh, uh, the Packers keep him? On well, money, I think. It wasn't no money. Yeah. It wasn't no money. Yeah. No, no, don't do that. Because it's, like, it's not like the Kansas City opened and broke the bank for him. He didn't get Devontae money. He's on a one-year deal. How much money you get on a one-year deal? Juju's okay. on a one-year deal. All right, but all day yesterday – Kansas City's playing the no respect card. You, you like, didn't give no, it to him. No respect. I told you right out of the box two weeks before the Super Bowl on the Monday after the championship games, I said, I always guess what the spread should be before I look at the spread. I said, I can't believe Kansas City's not a four or five point favorite because it's Patrick Mahomes versus Jalen Hurts. Yes. Well, Patrick's way better than Jalen in, in experience. Well, well, again, I was the only one out there saying Jalen Hurts is way better than people think. I said it from I first guessed it. But hold on. You say uh, they play in a disrespect. You've been disrespecting Patrick Mahomes all year because you say Joe Burrow is better than he is. Well, he not- just is. He is. I'll take him any day or night. And I tell you, Patrick Mahomes was so lucky in this now he Super Bowl. Lucky. Well, well, if Jalen Hurts doesn't lose the handle as he switches well, hands skip. with the football, I, that's just a gift from, from the skip. gods. Skip. It's a I gift. don't know why 
things that have happened in every Super Bowl, in every game, once it goes in Kansas City's favor, it's lucky. Tom Brady is so lucky mm. that they chose to throw the ball and Malcolm Butler picked it off. Okay. But you don't say anything about that. I say it because Tom Brady was down 24 to 14 <laughs> going to the fourth quarter, and he threw for 124 yards against the Legion Patrick, of Boom. Patrick threw for 93 in the whole second half. It's, it's pedestrian. Yeah. He was it's, down, it's not what, dazzling. What difference does it make? Pedestrian. You're down 24-14. Yeah. You're down 10. You come back. Mm-hmm. How you came back, he had to be perfect. He had to score every drive. If he goes one drive mm-hmm. in the second half and he doesn't get points, they lose the game. Was he up against the Legion of Boom? I think not. I first guessed huh. it. I told you Philly's defense is sorry. So let me ask you a question. We, we hung 40 on Philly's defense at Dallas. Okay. 40. Okay. And I'm saying, what how, is, what are how many thinking? of the Legion of Boom had surgery that offseason? You do know. You know uh, You know Richard Sherman yeah, messed yeah, his yeah, arm up. Yeah, you, you tell know, me if uh, they're out there, uh, they're Oh, so now, now they're out there. See? You see what you did? So, Tom. Man, Skip, you keep moving it's the, the goalposts. Legion post. of Boom. You no, moving, I'm not. You, you're, you're the, the one who said the goals post and concrete. No. If you're out on the field, you're playing, and okay. there are no excuses. And well, now you're giving them all excuses. No, I'm not giving them excuses. But you're trying to minimize Patrick Mahomes' greatness. No, I'm not. I just haven't seen him play a spectacular Super Bowl yet. So The first one. And by the way, he, he's one of those I told you so guys, and I don't have great respect for that. Why? He, he came on our show, remember, after the yeah. first Super Bowl. And he came on here. He asked to come on because he wanted to need me about yeah, a little shot. You him. did. Okay, I did because late in the third quarter, if we could see it right now, of his first Super Bowl against San Francisco, Skip, they won that game. A careless interception down 20 to 10. If we could please see this one, this is they're down 20 to 10. This is late third quarter, and he says, I'll try what? You'll try that? That's just, that's that's a whole bad idea, right? It was bad. Okay. He made a mistake, okay. Skip. He's human. So, so all of a sudden, I'm thinking. I think that might be a game loser. And then we go early fourth quarter, and he tries this one, and it's high and wide with too much. He was trying to save. He was, try, he was trying to save no, uh, Tyreek from a headache. But you see that safety? It, it's terrible footwork. It's a careless pass because Andy let him get yeah. away with near murder. But, but here, okay? this, is what I, this is what I want to okay? know. Now you're down 20 to 10 there, early fourth who quarter. And I'm game? thinking, wow. Who won the game? I can tell you who lost the game. Jimmy Garoppolo did because he's got it in the palm of his hand and he goes 3 of 11 in the fourth quarter for a grand total of 36 yards and throws a pick and misses Emmanuel Sanders at the goal line so, running free. So That's what he did. So, in other words, in the Super Bowl that they won um, against Atlanta, Matt Ryan lost the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. In the Super Bowl that they won against the Legion of Boom, Russell Wilson lost the Super Bowl. Since we're doing yeah. bad quarterback okay. play down the stretch, is that how we measure who wins and loses? So, th- is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying that Patrick Mahomes was very fortunate that that the opposing quarterback was Jimmy Gag in so, that Super Bowl. So, so Brady's never and, been fortunate. And, and by the way, and Patrick was needling me back about this play, but if we could see the third and 15 play, yeah. this is the game. This is seven minutes left. You're still down 20 to 10. Right. And you're backed out. It's third and 15. And he throws what was basically to me a punt up to. He just says, are you over there, Tyreek, somewhere? He just throws Wasp. a punt where he has to come back and catch it. He, he actually waited for a fair catch to no, catch the ball. And it ends up going for 44 yards because the DB can't find the ball. And he benefited from having a speed freak of a receiver who threatens the defense so badly that they're, they're running crazy back. And the ball is it's like 15 yards underthrown. And he comes back and fair catches it. And that's the game. That tilted the game. You, told, you said that uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes asked to come on. He wanted to needle you. Yep. So what do you have about when Brady did his documentary and he had what I said playing in, in, the, in the highlight package? Okay. You was okay with that? 
Well, I don't remember it. Oh, you I, I don't it. know it. Oh, yeah, he said, yeah. Okay, what did yeah. he say? About what I said. What I said. He's playing in the background about what I had doubted him. Okay. He had me in his documentary. Were you okay with that? Okay, well, did he come on here and do it, no, too? Did, now you do, do it. it okay. Skip, it's in his documentary. Tom okay, Bur- all right. I'll go look it up. I don't okay. know it. Okay. I, I don't. Okay. I didn't see the documentary. Okay. I don't know which one. Yeah, you saw it. Okay, all right. Well, then, like, later in his career, he started to come out on social media in ways I'd never no, seen no, 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 before. No, yeah, I don't want to hear nothing about no later, no earlier. He's doing No, I'm it. telling you, later in his career, he never did anything he, like that in New still, England. Did he do it in New England? He did. 20 years he's yeah. in New England. He did it. Yeah. So all I'm saying okay. is, is that he's doing things, and these, it, it's a different – the guys – I mean, older quarterbacks, uh, uh, Elway and and, 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 and uh, Aikman and all these guys and, and, and Bradshaw. Skip, they wouldn't do this, but this is a different era. This is a different time now. Okay. Guys are different now. All right. And Tom Brady is part of the era. Okay, but I don't t- remember Tom gloating after he went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl in a pandemic he year with a 7-9. I don't remember. He gloated. Yes, yes. I don't remember any Everybody gloating. was gloating. I thought I thought he was too tipsy to gloat. No, nah, he was gloating. Yeah. He, that's why he got tipsy. <laughs> I can get drunk on you bums. Yeah? Yeah. Everybody getting tipsy. Well, by the way, he'd only beaten Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl 31-9, to 9, and Patrick just stunk that You see? Day. You see what he did? You see what you did? Now, when Tom Brady wins, mm-hmm. it's Tom Brady beating the opposing quarterback. Now, when Patrick Mahomes wins, you yeah. talk about Kadarius Tony on the punt return. Yeah. You talk about all these I, other things. I'm you- glad you brought the punt return up because <laughs> did Patrick throw him the ball in that yeah, punt return? See? I don't think so. You see? That was the longest punt okay. return in Super Bowl history. If, if you don't mind me asking, what role did what role did Tom Brady play in Malcolm Butler's interception? Well, none, obviously. He he did not. Mm. What role did Bill Belichick play in losing the Eli Super Bowl, the first one, and losing to the Eagles, forty-one to thirty-three? What role did Bill Belichick play? Help yeah. me out. Tom Brady, I need both of them. Tom Brady won the ball. He fumbled the ball. Coach uh-huh. Belichick fumbled the ball. Uh-huh. Brandon Graham knocked the ball out of Belichick's hand. Okay. Yeah. It was it was Bill Belichick that threw the ball behind Wes Welker. Huh. That was Coach Belichick did that. Huh. But you told me if you get two hands on the football, you should catch it. You right? told me he the goat. He should have hit him between the numbers. Huh. The eight and the three. He the goat. Wow. Patrick Mahomes hit people in the Patrick Mahomes was thirteen or fourteen with a throwaway. Huh. He would have been fourteen or fourteen. Tom Brady never stunk the way Patrick Mahomes did in a Super Bowl against Tom Brady. If you don't mind me asking, has Tom Brady ever posted a ninety six point four QBR no. in a Super Bowl? No. Why not? Mm. Why not? Yeah, against the sorry Eagles defense. Hey, so the, hold on. So every defense that he went up against was the, was the 85 no, Bears or the 2000 break. It so wasn't. he got – so I, oh, I'm going to go back and look. Because, mm-hmm. uh, Ash, I need you to do me a favor. I need you to – during the break, I need you to find me that 96.8 QBR mm-hmm. that Tom Brady has posted in the Super Bowl. Mm. Well, I'll show you six game-winning drives in his first six Super Bowl victories in the which, fourth quarter or overtime. Which one posted a 96.5? Okay. I need Ash to go look up and see if she no, can you find get, you one. No, you get Tyler. You get Tyler. No, I want Ash to no, do Ash it. Ash, do it. Ash, she's better. She's Ash better. is on my she, team. She, Ash is team Shay. She, she's the one. She she finds all the nuggets, <laughs> no, right? Whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. All the diamonds in the rough. I need to find that one Brady Super Bowl that was half as bad as Patrick's against Brady. The first half one? Half as bad. The first one? Oh, yeah, when he completed five straight passes down the stretch. Five straight, yeah. wow. Yeah. For how many yards? Yeah. 50. For, about 50 yards uh, okay. set up a walk-off field goal yeah. on his first year oh, starting. So, so did he kick the field goal? Mm. So why are you giving him credit for something somebody else did? Mm. Mm. As a matter of fact, the first two Super Bowls that they won was on Adam Benatari's foot. Mm. Am I correct? Has, has Patrick Mahomes had one spectacular Super Bowl performance? He, he's I, had, I don't see one. He's had one spectacular career. Oh, I can't you skip because there's so many. Huh? He ain't a moment. 
Well, who holds the playoff record for yards passing in any game, including Super Bowls? Oh, it's the 505 Brady put up against I want you to tell the people mm. and what's next to that. It goes 505, and is it a W or an L next to it? Ask Bill Belichick. I don't, I'm asking you. Yeah. I can't talk to Coach Belichick. Yeah. I ain't got his number. I got you sitting in front of me. But so is it? Belichick gave up 41 to the backup quarterback. Who Yikes. Came, who came to my and, restaurant? And you're the one who still says he's the greatest coach ever. He gave up 41 to the backup As a matter of fact, I set my old, old, old that club shape. I got a, I got a mafia table. Really? Yeah, it's in the back. Mm. So when all the other chairs are occupied, Tom Brady came to my restaurant and sat at the mafia table in the yeah. kitchen. You know the mafia table's in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. So we can just bring that stuff right out there hot to him, right in the pot and pan. Just put it right on his plate. Would you like another helping of this L? To, to, sure, Mr. Chuck. To, to congratulate for his 505. <laughs> yeah, I'll congratulate. I don't congratulate losers. Mm. That's not what I do. You come to my restaurant mm. and you get crappy service really? because that's why you came that you don't deserve to get the great service. My homeboy ain't been there. When the last time my homeboy came to my restaurant? Mm. Been a long time, Skip. Mm. He might not ever come I, back. I'm afraid Tom Brady's never been to your restaurant. He might not ever come back. My homeboy <laughs> might not ever come back to the restaurant. I got to jump in, guys. As much as I'm enjoying this and hate to interrupt, man, I miss football season. Can we kick off the new one already? Let's talk about that Broncos defense, Shannon. Let's. Do you think it'd be better with Rex Ryan running sexy it? Rexy. Let's talk about Sexy Rexy when we come back right here on Undisputed. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Black History Month is a perfect time to reflect on all of our black heroes. Don't count the days. Make the days count is not a quote attributed to a poet or a novelist, but rather boxer Muhammad Ali. Both spiritual and lyrical, there has never been an athlete quite like him. He challenged not only authority, but the way we thought and lived all the while becoming the greatest heavyweight fighter of all time, and inarguably the most important. Ali was Instagram and TikTok before they existed. Endlessly entertaining, but serious and defiant. He made not only opponents uncomfortable, but our government too. 
refusing to support the Vietnam War, saying, you want me to go somewhere and fight, but you won't even stand up for me here at home. Muhammad Ali opened the doors for every athlete to walk through. Well said, Colin. All right, Rex Ryan interviewed with the Broncos last week for their defensive coordinator position. According to reports, he's become a top candidate for the position. Ryan has not coached since he was the Bills head coach in 2016. Shannon, on a scale of 1 to 10, how impactful would Rex Ryan be? 10. Sexy Rex, he can flat out coach defense, Kip. I love him. I was with him for two years in Baltimore. He was the D-line coach. When I was there, Rick, uh, Rex was the D-line coach. Jack Del Rio was the, was the linebackers coach, and Marvin Lewis was the D.C. Yeah. So you can see that. And Mike Smith was also on that staff who later became a head coach. So you can tell. But, Skip, I, I love him. He has a great personality. He can coach defense. He gets that. He's a chip off the old block from his dad. His dad can coach defense. Uh, he's very exotic. We know what he did with the Jets. His team went on the road, and, and they, they almost got to the Super Bowl, Skip with a, a colleague of ours here, Mark Sanchez, mm-hmm. and they did the demolition job. They went to Indy, beat Indy. They went to New England, beat New England, and they came up a little short against the Steelers. They did. But he can flat-out coach defense, and with the pieces that they already have in Denver, Skip, mm-hmm. there's no question in my mind mm. it would be a great addition. I'm going to give it a 10. Mm. So with Rex Ryan calling the man in the defense and Sean Payton, if he can get Russ to buy 80% of what he once was, yep. The Broncos are going to be in, in business, but they're going to need it because you still got Kansas City and, and Patrick Mahomes to deal with, and you got Justin Herbert to deal with with the Chargers. So you got and, to have and, a, and Kellen Moore and Kellen Moore. Mm-hmm. So you got to have a defense yep. skip that can slow these guys you down. Do. But you're not going to stop them. You're going to have to somehow find on your offense, Sean. That's Sean Payton to put points on the board because you're not be, you're not stopping. You're not holding Kansas City to 13. Yep. It ain't going to be no 17-13 ball game no. skip. No. Agreed. Scale of 1 to 10 and impact, I believe Rex Ryan would be a 20 in Denver. (laughs) Shannon Sharp, I tell you that sometimes I hear something, breaking news, I glance at the internet, whatever, look at my phone, and I see Rex Ryan to Denver, and that moment, that point of contact with my psyche, (laughs) I thought, bingo, home run, that will work. Perfect move for the Denver Broncos. I believe that Rex Ryan, if he takes the job, will become the Denver antidote to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Right. Because, obviously, Sean Payton is right up there, rivals Andy as a play caller and an offensive strategist Mm -hmm. and offensive mind. And I believe that Rex can be the equivalent of Sean on defense because Sean is all about the offense. Right. Rex is all about the defense. He can And as I often said back in my days on first take, I thought through that stretch of being the Ravens defensive coordinator 05 to 08 and then the Jets head coach thereafter, Mm -hmm. I thought through that stretch, I thought he even eclipsed Bill Belichick as a defensive mind because the things he kept pulling off with strategy, I would sit back and say, that is genius. Yeah. Like like you you sit chip off the father's block because some of the schemes he came up with 
he he made Brady's life as hard yeah. as anybody yeah. ever has. He, he made made Peyton's life pretty hard. Now he had skip. Now he did have three Hall of Famers. He, he had did. Suggs on the front end. He, he had did. Ray in the middle, and then he got yeah, that's in Baltimore. But then he got to the Jets, <laughs> and he was woo. And it was a masterpiece what he pulled off in that divisional round yeah. game at Foxborough yeah. in 2010. Straight Remember? man cover you that Crow Reavers lock him down. Oh, we coming locking down, and they came after Brady, and they got him five times. They, they sacked did. Tom Brady. They did. He had a QBR that evening. Of 16, Tom Brady had a 16. Mark Sanchez, our very own Mark Sanchez, had a 92 QBR in that game. So he dramatically outplayed Tom Brady because Tom was up against and thwarted by Rex Ryan's defense. So what a beautiful coupling of Sean Payton and Rex Ryan. Now you're back in business. Now you've got something because, as you know, the defensive cupboard is the one that's not bare at all. You you don't have a Russell Wilson problem on defense. It's just on offense. And I think because it's still because the offense was so inadequate, I think they put the defense in harm's way. I think the defense is much better even than the numbers would indicate. But because the offense was so inept, it's a lot of stress on your defense when they have to play as many snaps as they were playing. They allowed the second most red zone scores this season. They were tied for 23rd in sacks, tied for 14th in takeaways. I believe Rex Ryan would do a lot better job, and they're not going to be second worst in, in red zone scores. They're not going to be 23rd in sacks. Um, I, I like the hire. If they were to hire him, um, I definitely think Rex, uh, uh, Rex could turn this thing around. Okay. Rex has a very good job at ESPN. And he's done very well in said job. Yes. But I think said job will be there if he wants to go yeah, back. You can to always it. go back, yeah. And by the way, there's no salary cap on what you can pay your coaches. Right. So the what do you call them? The Walton Penner family? Yes. Well, they got it. Uh, they got pretty deep pockets, <laughs> they right? Got deep, they got yeah, the deepest yeah, yeah, pockets, yeah. right? All they don't even wear pants. They ain't got no pockets. <laughs> they got no pockets. They, they, money, they hit it bottomless. So, so that they can make Rex and Sean, rich men, they, yeah. they can pay them they, what, they what they're worth. Okay? Exactly, right? Skip. They like when you go to the brunch and you hear bottomless mimosas, they got bottomless money. <laughs> they do. So I think it'll be a great hire. Um, I, um, Rob, Rex's twin brother, worked for Sean a number of years when he was he in did. New Orleans. I think for one year he was a D, DC. He was. Yep. So uh, Rex has never worked with uh, Sean directly, but clearly they know each other. So I think it'd be a match made in football heaven it for would. me. And uh I would love to see Rex in that blue and orange on the sideline manning that defense because I think they can have they can be something really, really good this year. So all of a sudden, maybe the playing field levels between Denver and Kansas City, or for that matter, Denver and Chargers, Chargers and Oakland. For I'm, I keep saying LA. For LA, yeah. But Skip, at the end of the day, you Las know what it comes. Skip, yeah. you know what it comes down to, Skip. Your quarterback. Your, quarter, your, your, your quarterback going to have to make some plays. But if there's ever a defensive mind that can thwart a quarterback, it's this guy. Yeah. And Belichick's been great at it, yeah. too. But this guy has been – he has shown a propensity for the greater the quarterback, the better the strategy right. I'll come up with. All, all those uh, – Coach Belichick might – because Kemp, he, he scores like 34, 37 points every time he – Patrick Mahomes did every time he goes against. Because remember, they lost, what, 40, 37 the they first did. time, and then they beat him uh, – they lost, what, they ended up getting a touchdown in overtime. But he gets high 30. So, Coach Belichick's like, I don't really want to see Patrick Mahomes. No. He definitely don't want to see him now that he doesn't have Tom Brady. Yeah. No, I got it. <laughs> well, congratulations to you and Andy and Patrick. Here they come. Yeah, Bronco, baby. Yeah. If Rex ends up in Denver, guys, that coaching staff <laughs> is going to be supercharged with strong personalities. Ooh. That is going to be interesting yes. to watch. All right. Let's move on to the association, gentlemen. Do you think the Dallas Mavericks can count on Kyrie when the moment's the biggest, when it matters the most? Let's debate up next.
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And I won't back down. Drama in Dallas after Kyrie Irving dropped 26 points in the fourth quarter Monday for the Mavs. He set out last night against the Nuggets with a tight back. Dallas loses 118-109. Skip, let's start with you. What is going on with Kyrie? Yeah, man, Sharp. I told you this will not ultimately work in Dallas. Here we go again. He had a back tight back. This was typical, unpredictable, inexplicable, cannot be trusted Kyrie striking again. So let me get this straight. Yes. Uh, Monday night, he scored 26 in the fourth quarter, the most he's ever scored in any quarter in his career. He was sensational. Yes. And then suddenly, ahead of a game at Denver against the best team in the West – at mile-high altitude, which a lot of players, especially NBA players, don't love to play in. You've played in it a lot. Mm-hmm. But they don't love it. It feels like that maybe Kyrie said, you know what, I need an early start to my all-star break. I, I think I need to take a game off. And Jason Kidd tried to cover for him and said, it, it happens. It could have been from a fall in that game the other night. I'm saying a fall. I watched every dribble of it. I, I didn't see any falls. I, I didn't see anything bad. I didn't see him limping. You have I saw him with- score 26. Yes, I do almost every day. Okay. And I stretch like crazy, well- but, but I run. I go. And you know and I know something is going on here because there's always something going on with a young man who has admitted publicly – I don't prioritize basketball okay. anymore. Sometimes I need a sabbatical. Remember, he would take sabbaticals in Brooklyn and be Skip. incommunicado. They couldn't even reach him by text, Skip. right? And so, Skip, the man woke up. He maybe I've woke I've woken um, in the morning and had a tight back. It happened to me in a game. My back was tied to guitar strings. Take a shot at Toradol, and yep. you go over, you fight through it. I know. If, I, I don't if, think Kyrie's taking any shots at Toradol. You took the word. He wouldn't even take he that take, shot. If he didn't take the COVID back, right. you know damn well he ain't putting that in no. his body. And I don't have a problem with that, Skip. No. The man had a tight back. How you can come so to the conclusion? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Doctor Bayless. Okay, but but I, how can you trust? The, the the background of Kyrie Irving, we know what's yeah, happened. said he had a tight back. Okay. All right, but here we go again. We're only three games in, and he's missing games. Okay, the, his right? back, Skip, I think the thing for me is that this is what I've done, is that I look at it differently for for each, like, baseball, basketball, football. Skip, you know damn well, a guy working with a tight back in the NFL, he playing. That's just the way it is. It is, In football, in yep. basketball, and baseball, not so much, and that's Okay. But I'm not finna sit here and say, oh, see, they go Kyrie on that bull job again. The man said his back was tight. He said he, uh, uh, Jason Kidd said it could have been from the fall. He was listed on the injury report as probable Wednesday. Downgraded to a couple of hours before that he was out. Okay, Skip, I'm not reading. I don't know how you read more into it than that. Because it's just Kyrie. He's got a track record. And I'm not, he, he's not a bad guy. He's not a lawbreaker. He's not a troublemaker. He just goes his own way. And, and sometimes he feels like playing. And you know and I know, sometimes he just doesn't okay. feel like it. So you think that was a situation he didn't want to play? I don't know. I, it, it's also possible. I throw out the prospect of this. 
I, for one, stepped up and said, wait a second, what's going on here? It's possible he's now pouting over some of the criticism he took because in the first two games, the two fourth quarters in overtime, the first two games he played with Luka, he shot the ball 22 times to Luka's five attempts. So 22 shots for Kyrie to five. And I first guessed it, and I said, that will not work long term. Luka will not you, love you it. You know the way they criticized it. Okay, but Luka won't be comfortable with that. You know it, and I know it. He believes he's the man because he's earned the right to be the man. He is the closer. Does he want to win? Well, sure he does. Okay, but, Luka, but he doesn't want to take five shots in two fourth quarters in an overtime. Skip, what, the guy had it go in both games, and you want somebody to interrupt that. You want someone to interrupt the virtuoso's performance. Okay. It's possible something was said in the postgame locker room. You know and I know because they're going to clash because Kyrie's walking in that locker room saying, Is that what you want to do? They embrace see, me with open you... arms. Baloney, you know and I know Kyrie walked in there at age 30 and said, I don't care what you've done. You haven't done what I've done in this league. I made a shot that won a championship. How many championships do you have, Mr. Luca? Skip. You got zero. Skip. Right? I think we both can attest that Luca, for me, is a better player than Kyrie individually, you separate them. Do, do you really think Kyrie thinks? No, no, no. no, no I don't no think way. that, but I'm just no. saying. I think. I, po- I agree with you. You, you poll the general managers. Yeah. I, I don't think anybody's taking Kyrie over Luka. Well, because just on Luka, sheer age be, to start well, with. Even which, 23 versus 30. But, but, yeah. I, but I believe, Skip, because of what Luka has done, you, Luka has taken a team to the, in, to the Western Conference Finals. Yep. Kyrie, as the leader, the de facto leader, has never done that. Nope. So that in and of itself is a huge accomplishment. This is Luka's first time playing with another star player. You look at Kyrie and say he's a superstar. I look at superstars as guys that can lead a team without another superstar. Yeah. Well, I have yet to see Kyrie well, do that. Well, and by the way, until LeBron returned to Cleveland, what was right. there for three years? Yes. They did squat. Right. They, they, they were they were a bad basketball but, but team. I'm not finna I'm not finna I'm not finna leap to the conclusion like you did because the guy back is bothering him that all of a sudden he's on some bull job okay, now. Okay, but you know and I know I know the first thing in your subconscious, your psyche was uh-oh, here we go no, again. I, as a matter of fact, I didn't think about it until Ash told me last mm-hmm. night that uh, uh he wasn't gonna be able to play. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, what what happened? She's like, he got a bad back. I was like, oh, Okay, it happens. Okay. It happens, but it happens to Kyrie. <laughs> it oh, happens man. to anybody else. Man, you know it, I know it. Oh, How many times in Brooklyn did he just suddenly take off? He knew, oh. got a new lease on life, maybe. <laughs> okay, well, he, that's what he said. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I promise you, the rest of the Mavericks are looking side eye. Man, ain't nobody looking at it like Kyrie. Here get well go. soon. Okay, he got long break get now. Get well soon. He, he got, got the, uh, the All Star game, yeah, and then you know they're, they're going to get about a week off after that. So he'll get a chance. I don't know how many minutes he's going to play, but if his back is bothering yeah. him, hey, maybe just show up, get you a couple of minutes, and, and shut it down. Somebody else will be glad to get that opportunity because they're going to want to win the All Star game MVP. Okay, I got it. But you know, and I know, there's going to be clashing going on here because. Even though they look so different, because one six two and one six seven, and they come in completely different packages, yeah, they're doing the exact same thing. They want to do the same thing. They want to be the primary scorer on a basketball team. That's who they are. That's how they were built. That's who they've always been. And it's hard when one is already established as the homegrown man yeah. in the locker room, and the other guy comes in with the ring and says. I'm Uncle Drew. But, you but Skip, you make it seem like look like like Luca is like Fettuccini. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Kyrie knows the dude. The dude is a, a two-time All-NBA player. He's one of the top five players mm-hmm. in all of basketball. Kyrie's never been that. That's not a knock. Kyrie is a great player, but he ain't Luca. Mm. 
but he thinks he is. And that's why this will not ever click and work. I don't see them vibing off each other. If you mean click, win a championship, no, I don't believe they'll win a championship. Click, work, they can play together and cause some problems. Yes, I do believe that can happen. Okay. And that final sequence the other night when they're hot potato back and forth. It's like almost Luca was pouting because he knows Kyrie's taking all the shots because he's got it going. And so he says, here, you take Kyrie says, you take it. And he says, no, you, you do it because you've been shooting all the shots and you're hot. You made 11 out of right. 12. No, you take it. No, you take it. And finally, Kyrie says, enough of this bull jive. I'm going to bounce past it to, the, to into the lane and it gets knocked it, away yeah. for a turnover. OK, yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, what happened? I mean, they was trying both of them was trying to show because in a normal circumstance, Luca would have took that ball one-on-one and probably did a step back because they needed a three to tie. In a normal situation, that uh, uh, Kyrie would have took that ball, did some fancy dribble probably behind his back, yep. and elevated and tried to shoot a three. He would have. But they were trying to show they were unselfish yep. and that they could play together and neither one of them was able to get a shot off. Yep. I'm not concerned about them two playing together. I am, and uh, I just hope Kyrie gets well. I wish him well. Give the man got a tight back. You know the thing. Things comes and goes. Yeah. I wish him well. I hope. Oh, my goodness, man. I hope it's not worse than we think. (laughs) Okay, Dr. (laughs) Elatrage. They did not say the man needed to be in traction, okay? No, they didn't say that. Mavericks in seventh place in the West heading into this all star break, gentlemen. It's going to be a fun final third of the season. That playoff push coming up starting next week. All right. Entering the all star break, since we're talking about that. How has LeBron looked this season, guys? Let's discuss when we come back. LeBron and the Lakers making it into the All-Star break with a record of 27 and 32. LeBron averaging 30 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists on the year. Shannon, give LeBron a letter grade for the season so far. Oh, just LeBron, he gets an A. Mm. Um, I don't Shocked. know what I don't know whatever game I can give him. I mean, the guy in year twenty at the age of thirty eight, averaging you know thirty points, eight rebounds, seven assists, playing thirty six minutes, um, and he's doing it with in fifty nine games. They've trotted out the thirtieth dif- different starting lineup. So even with the constant change, um, he's been able to maintain a level of consistency. He's probably had. I, I, I tried to catch the graphic last night. I think it's like twenty nine straight games of at least twenty points or more. Um, and so that's very good. I think the only thing that he should do, Skip, is the uh, is avoid uh, shooting corner threes left. Mm. Shoot 11% from the corner. He's shooting 35% from the right corner. Mm. So corner threes on the left side, leave those alone, LeBron. And uh, I think you'll be just fine. Uh, last night, he didn't, I mean, he shot 70% from the free throw line, Skip. Um, but he had been on a very, a very good pace at shooting free throws. But you look at the body of work that which he's done, and I, I'm just grading LeBron. See, sometimes, Skip, when people say, well, what grade you give Shannon for, uh, for history, a government class? I got an A. What grade would you give Shannon for his, his 10th grade year? Uh, that's different. That's not what you ask. You ask, what grade did you give me for a specific class? Mm. You ask me, what grade would I give LeBron James? Mm. Not the Lakers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm well, done. Well, he is the Lakers. No, 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 do that, Skip. No, no. You said LeBron James. You, if you want to say to Shannon, what grade would you give LeBron and the Lakers? I would have done that, but that's not what you asked for. Who's the best player on the Lakers? That's not what you ask either. Okay. Well, I'm asking you now. <laughs> I don't care what the question Ash was. Ash and I did not have adequate time to prepare. <laughs> you did not prepare. I would have to adjourn this and go to recess. You plead the fifth on that? Okay. <laughs> 
big picture, they are still five games under 500 because LeBron James is the face of the Lakers. I still believe he's the most valuable player on the Lakers because I can't trust AD from night to night because he's always disappointing. <laughs> it's, it's always something he's nicked. He's off. He played good last night. He did. He did. And it's an indictment on when he doesn't play because I saw that last night and I said, you know, like a Valanchunas, he's pretty good, but he just got destroyed by AD. Like it's it's not even fair, right? Yes. Maybe AD rises and shines against his his old team. I don't know. But the point is, I believe that for much of this year, LeBron prioritized passing Kareem. And he pulled it off way sooner than I thought he would. He pulled it off in that game against Oklahoma City way sooner than I would because it only took him three quarters to pull it off. And by God, he did. And it was highly impressive. Now that that's done, the priority needs to flip to winning because the priority really wasn't winning because LeBron, highest IQ in basketball, had to pace himself on the defensive end to pass Kareem because he had to focus full force on, I got to score the basketball. He's not assisting the basketball the way he because They could make shots. Okay, you can make the case. But I also have to dock him for the fact he pushed so hard for Russell Westbrook. that Some of that is on him. Skip, that was last year. You already gave him an L for that last year. but, (laughs) But he's still stuck with him this year because he had two years on his contract. And Rob Palenka did pull off like a rabbit out of his hat to get Russ out of there. I, I still yeah. can't believe he got him out of there because it's not that easy. I thought you were stuck with him the rest, you know, all the way home. And so did that. All right. So for the year, I'm going to give LeBron a C just because they're five games under 500 and because he continues to shoot way too many three-point shots. I didn't mind it for his sake in trying to pass Kareem because three is better than two. So he was jacking them up at – an historic pace for him, and he was missing them at an historic pace because for much of the year, he was the single worst three-point shooter in all of basketball. There's one stretch where it it was abysmally bad, and then he followed it up last night in his first game back after passing Kareem, and he goes 0 for 5 from 3. It's hard on your basketball team because you've now fallen to what is he now? He's 143 out of 150. He ranks 143rd in three-point shooting. He's 31%. He's a superstar. He's still playing at a superstar age 38, year 20 level. No, he's a skip. Let me out. So now you don't know how old LeBron is. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know he's in year 20. Somebody just. Okay, eliminate that. Yeah. Somebody just teleported down from Mars. Okay. And they're watching the guy play. And they see LeBron James play on a nightly basis. And they see his average of 30 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. Yep. You'd say top. Five, maybe top eight, okay. somewhere up in there, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, but he's definitely top ten. Yeah, definitely absolutely. top ten. Until you look at the glitch, the Achilles heel or feel is thirty-one percent from the three-point line. It's terrible because he's taking a high volume of them, and it's too many lost Skip, possessions. There, Skip, there's never been a player that played in the NBA. That was a hundred at every single no, thing. I, I got it. I but got you, it. but you want LeBron to be there. I know, but what what still boggles my mind is, I'm, I'm being nice about this. He's a subpar three point shooter by superstar standards. Yeah. He's a subpar free throw shooter by superstar standards. Skip. And yet he passed Kareem as a subpar shooter. It's like, how did that happen? Can I ask you a question? Tell me the superstars 
I'm talking about Magic, Larry, because if you go look at Larry Bird's three-point percentage, it's not as great as you think. No, I got it. I, I'm with you. So how many superstars take any take since 1979? So we're only going to take the superstars that was in the three-point era. How many of them you think were great three-point shooters? Okay, but you, you have to appreciate the fact that for the first four or five years of his career, it wasn't even emphasized. It was looked at as a circus shot. Like it's something we don't it, that they they were like offended by people who tried four because, or five because threes. Because the guys of today's are better shooters than the guys from yesterday. Agreed. They can shoot it with consistency better. They can shoot it from distance better. The reason why guys didn't do it because they couldn't. They knew they were going to shoot twenty yeah, percent. I don't think they worked at it the way the kids do today. That's my point. Okay. So right. with that being said, still, Skip, you do realize it's kind of like baseball. You fail 70% of the time, and you're a great player. Man, that is a fact. So now in basketball, if you shoot 37% at the three-point, you're a really good three-point shooter. Yeah, but you need to be up in 37. You need to be in the high 30s to rank high in yes. three-point shooting. How many superstars, superstars rank there? Well, Kevin Durant is a seven-foot shooter, right? Is he at 37 or is he at 36, 35 right now? I thought he was at he might be. He, I thought he'd moved up to 38 He might be. But you're talking but he, about he's a career high 30s. But you're talking about a historically great shooter. He's a historically great shooter. I agree. Now free throws. I I give you high marks. He he appears to have worked on his free throws, and I love his new routine. He had 20 different routines that yes. he tried and junked, and finally he realized just simplify, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. It's just it's a simple thing. It's 15 foot shot standing alone, and so what does he do? <sighs> Heave a big sigh, one, one dribble, and just go right up into your shot, yeah. okay? And he has improved because he's up to 76.4%. But that's improvement for him because he's 73.5% for his career. Okay, then. Okay, okay, then not because I look and it ranks 90th in the NBA. But Skip, his, his percentage is 90th out of 127. But Skip, 90? he improved. Well, slightly he improved. Oh, but Skip, no, 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 okay. no Skip, but hold on. All we All right. ask is someone to, if you just improve incrementally, right. you should get credit for that. Okay. You did, he improved three percentage points above his career average, and you say, well, he's still only 90th. Well, he is only 90th, but he's, he's the greatest scorer in the history of the league. Okay. Okay, you should evaluate him by that bar, no, that the, measuring bar, so, right? So, in other words, right. if that's the case, so yeah. how do we measure Tom compared to Patrick Mahomes and other guys that could run? He can't run. He was not a great scrambler. I know, but he didn't need to run. Okay, so why does LeBron need to be a great free throw shooter? He's all-time lead scoring. It's because you've left so many points on the table what? that are there for the taking. How many first downs did Tom Brady leave on the table? Because he couldn't scramble for it. I know, I know it's not a good – you're doing apples to oranges. No. Because Tom could just throw it for a first down. But, but, but he can like, throw it for a first down way better than anybody else no, can. No, he couldn't get out of the pocket. He couldn't get away from scramble. So if you got kept, trapped him in the pocket, he couldn't break away and yeah, throw him a move you know like what? Patrick you, Mahomes. You, you never give him enough credit for his pocket feet because they are sweet pocket feet. Pocket it's feet. It's hard. Which means he, he, he sidestepped he, in the pocket. Yes. I'm talking about outside, no, rolling I, to I his it. left, rolling it. to his right. He couldn't do that like Patrick Mahomes. So how many plays, how many touchdowns did he leave on the field? 
How many times did Patrick get himself in trouble <laughs> bolting the pocket too early and trying a trick shot throw that got picked off? Well, he guess what? You told me you criticized him for trying the trick shots. Then you criticized him for dinking and dunking. Patrick Mahomes well, can't win. I, with you. I didn't criticize. Yes, him. you did. You I thought did he, not. Dinked, you thought he okay. dinked and dunked the second half. I said he played textbook football, which is I've never put textbook in the same sentence dink with and Patrick dunk. Mahomes. You used the term dink well, and dunk. I did. And by the way, the last point here is. I counted nine games through this point, th- this far into the season, that LeBron James should have or could have closed, and he didn't close any of the nine. Can't close all of them, but if you give me three or four, now we're up to at least 500. So five games under 500 this deep into the season, he gets a C for that. But, you, but see, now you're talking about he's five games, they're five games under 500. You said just grade LeBron on what you've seen on the court, his play. Well, his impact, that, that's his, it's a package of his value to this basketball team. What, what grade do I give him as a basketball player? Well, he plays little to no defense anymore. Maybe he will down the stretch now that he's passed okay. green. Okay, so other than of the, of the, the, the top players, so how much defense you say Nikola Jokic, who's the best who best player in the NBA? He you is say he not plays the no- best player because he plays little to no defense. Okay, uh, Luka. Little to no. So if you take the top ten players, how much? You didn't mention the big gun in Philadelphia. Okay, that Joel. Seven foot okay, monster. so if I give you Joe, if I give you, if I say Joel Embiid, I say Giannis. That's only two of the top ten. Okay, Joel ranks sixth in defensive win shares, and the Sixers, as we speak, where, are where, third in defensive he, efficiency. So where is Giannis? Yikes. Where is Greek Freak? Yeah, he's where, up there. Uh, yeah, up there uh, uh, if he above sixth. Mm, I don't know. I didn't yeah, look. I only looked at Embiid because we're going to talk about him in just a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. And we're not going to talk good about it. Oh, really? Yeah, baby. Oh, so maybe you're, not. You're previewing. <laughs> maybe not. Okay. Hey, see. You two I'll see you later. Are going to be hater. so much fun no, in this teller. run up to you're the playoffs. You're a Brady hater. No, I'm a Brady lover. I appreciate <laughs> it. I can't wait to spend every morning with you watching this <laughs> yeah. playoff push. Yeah, he's going to be disappointed. All right, before we get to Joel Embiid, everybody, let's talk a little bit about Patrick Mahomes and. Could he have made each of the last six Super Bowls, guys? What What do you think? We will dive into that on the other side of this break. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes has gone to three Super Bowls in the five seasons he's been a starter. Some argue, though, it could easily have been more. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk makes the case Mahomes could have made each of the last six Super Bowls had there not been a critical offsides call, a bad play call, and if Mahomes had started his rookie year. That is a pretty big assertion. Shannon, do you agree? I don't know about six, Skip, but I'm willing to say had that that offsides fit. And if they had gotten the ball first in overtime, um, Tom made sure they didn't go. Uh, his first year of starting, even though he was the MVP, because Tom got the ball and they methodically went down the field and they got a touchdown. I don't know if it's methodically. Well, yeah, they did, Skip, I mean, because three it, straight third and ten, Skip. That was it wasn't a big play. Methodically mean they picked up third down after third down after third down. I think a methodically like five yards, five yards, five yards. So how do you get the third down if you're not getting okay. five yards, five who, yards? Who converts three straight third and ten, Skip? Have you ever seen that? Yes, I've seen it before. I haven't. So. You just saw Jalen Hurts do it time after time after time after time. I didn't see three straight third and tens on the same possession. Skip. Okay, maybe not third and ten, but you saw him pick up a third and fourteen. No, you saw him pick up a third and five, a third and eight, he's a third a, and fourteen. He's a wizard. Yes. He's a wizard. Go ahead. But my thing was, Skip, is that you saw them a thought and they made sure that he didn't get the ball. So that was, I believe, had they gotten the ball first, 
That would have been his first. I'll give so, you that. Um, last year, uh, that then they jump out to a 21-3 lead, and, the, uh, and Cincinnati cut it to 21-10. Yep. They could have easily gone. They could have I gone. would go five out of six. I'm not going to say I don't believe had he started his rookie year, Skip. That's an awful lot of pressure. But you have to think, well, hell, Brock Purdy, if Brock Purdy got to the NFC, AFC, AFC, NFC championship game, I would like to think Patrick Mahomes is a little bit more talented than him. But I think the 49ers defense is a little better than what the Kansas City defense was in Patrick Mahomes' rookie season. So I would go as far as saying five out of six. I'm not going to go six for six, but five out of six makes a very compelling argument. And yesterday, Skip, he's like, you know, the window, and you heard Joe Burrow say, my window is always open. <laughs> and, you know, uh, uh, how far can this thing go, Skip? This is what I know. I don't know. I don't believe Patrick Mahomes has stepped one foot into his prime. Let that sink in for a second. He hasn't even got to his prime yet. He hasn't set a foot in his prime. So here's a chance. Over the next six years, let's just say you mentioned earlier that Andy coaches till he's 70, which is another six years. Yep. Is it far-fetched to think no. they could be in another three Super Bowls? No, it's not far-fetched. So with that being said, Skip, and what he's done, you got to realize that Brady and Manning didn't win their first regular season MVP until they were in their 30s. Patrick Mahomes has two, and he's only 27. Okay. But obviously, Brady didn't fall into a throwing offense to start his career with. It didn't really turn into throwing offense until they somehow stole Randy Moss away from the right. Oakland Raiders. Yes. Yes. And all of a sudden, 2007 happened. But he'd been playing for, what is that, six years already. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, I will give Mike Florio and give you that if Patrick had started his rookie year, I, I would have given him a shot because – they have owned your old division. Right. They just own yeah. it. He's yeah. 27 and 3 against the West. Uh-huh. He's undefeated on the road. Okay. <laughs> he's never played. The, the flip of that is he's never had to play a single road playoff game. Obviously, neutral sites for the, mm -hmm. the Super Bowls, but no rate is impossible. Right. You've had five straight home AFC championship games. Right. It's impossibly great. Well, obviously, if you're at home and you are Patrick Mahomes and you do have Andy Reid overseeing and game planning and play calling, it, yeah, you got real shots. So I'll, I'm going to give you the five. It could have been five. It might have been six. I'll even give you that. I don't know. It's hard to your, to your point. But with his talent, his gifts, and that offensive mind, well, well, Skip, the reason why I say that was because of the defense, because yep. it was their defense that let them yeah, down in the Super in the, in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, that did. Brady got the got the ball. He went down the field and All got right. the lead. Mahomes had to get a field goal, and then when he got to overtime, he went right back down the field, and they made some switches. They brought it, end up okay. bringing in Frank Clark, and they end up winning the Super Bowl. Will we ever see Patrick Mahomes be faced with a road playoff game? I'm sure <laughs> at some point. I'm sure. It will. Okay. I'm sure it will be. We just talked about. Potentially Rex Ryan being the new coordinator with Sean Payton running the offense, Rex the defense in Denver. Will that make it harder to dominate the division? I yeah. would say big yeah. yes on that. I, I think the thing also, Skip, you're going to probably have to see him in a bad weather game where it's raining, it's snowing, yeah. especially late in the late. Because we've seen Brady in the, uh, in the tuck rule game, it was snowing. We've seen other quarterbacks in, in inclement weather games. Yeah. And so that's going to probably be a game that he has to overcome. Okay. Now, it was cold. You already know it get very cold in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's not like, I mean, because what was that temperature? Temperature might have been like 10 degrees it was. in the championship no, it game. very cold. Though. Very, very cold. But you're going to probably have to see it. Uh, maybe snow, maybe rain, heavy wind. Okay. But you're definitely going to need to see him on the road. Because I know everybody's going to say, 
Well, he never played on the road. He didn't play on the road. Well, somebody's going to have to put him in a situation where he loses enough games. He has to take his show on the road. That is correct. Brady was forced to play 11 games on the road. He went 7-4 and in those 11. And he capped it off with, as you remember, at New Orleans – and uh, we're, Green Bay. Uh, but started Washington. He goes out Washington, at New Orleans, at Green Bay right. to get to this last Super Bowl. Because prior to that, yeah. Skip, he was 500 quarterback on the road in the okay. playoffs. All right. But he finished 7-4. Yes. yes. Not bad. I can conversely say that it was even more probable than Patrick going 6-for-6 six six getting to Super Bowls that Brady could have gone 10-0 and in his Super Bowls that he got to because – Seriously, if you look hard at it, you, you can also argue the, the, the counter is, well, Vinatieri had to make the yeah, field goal. Right. If okay. he misses. All right. If he misses, you lose, especially the first one. Yes. Or any of them. The second right. one. Well, the second one going, going to overtime. You're going to overtime. Okay. So who knows what happens to that? But, but think about this. Ten Super Bowls. So the first Eli Super Bowl, he lost. But he did drive them 80 yards for a touchdown with two minutes to go, and they go up 14 to 10. So if Belichick's defense can hold Eli – and stop him from not just getting a field goal because you needed – it's a four-point game, right. so you need a touchdown. touchdown. Yes. Can you keep Eli from going 75 yards for a touchdown? No, he could not. It took the helmet catch. It took a late throw to Plaxico right. in the end zone. With but, a zero blitz. Okay, okay, you got it. But, again, did Brady do an, enough to win it? Sure, sure he did. Could he have won? Well, sure, he was right there. Mm-hmm. Second Eli Super Bowl. That's the worst one he played, but his QBR was 84, which is pretty great. Yeah. And he throws a ball to Wes Welker, and we talked about it 75,000 times on this show. But Wes Welker doesn't run a lot of up-the-seam routes because he was a possession-underneath choice receiver, you know, option routes. And he's running up-the-seam, and he fools them, and he's running free. Mm -hmm. And Brady says, well, I don't want to throw you into the safety over there, so I'm going to throw it. You're going to have to twist a little bit to catch Mm -hmm. this ball. But it's still in your catch radius, even though he's got short arms. But – but it, he twists and it hits him in both hands and he can't hold on. Right. If he holds on, could Brady have won? Sure, yeah, he could have won that clock. one. Okay, then, then that's it. And then obviously the Nick Foles Super Bowl, you, you can't ask too much more. He did, he, he dropped or whatever, did fail to catch the ball thrown over his head and then he did get stripped by Brandon Graham late in the game. But he also threw for a playoff record 505 yards and put up 33 points against a top five defense and they lose 41 to 33 to Nick Foles. My point is, could he have won that? Well, sure he right. could have won. If you just make one play here or there on defense, mm-hmm. yeah, you could well, have won mean, that I, game. But you like, you, like you said, I mean, to put it on the foot of the field goal kicker, and there's no absolute when you're no. kicking the ball. And then he did get really lucky with the Malcolm, <laughs> Malcolm okay. Butler situation. Right. Okay. But, again, he played great in the fourth quarter. Yeah. But he needed help. And it's why he was jumping up and down over the sidelines like some little kid yes. on Christmas morning, yes. right? Because – I think even he was shocked because it felt like because Russ had just hit a big pass he down. Got, he to, cursed. He bobbled. He got him. He, yeah, but it got down to the like the five, five, right? Because yeah, I think because I ended up because didn't know Marshawn yeah, the first he carry. He took yeah. it down to like he took it down to like the goal line. All right. So we're talking about two all-time great quarterbacks. Yeah. Here. Mahomes. Skip. Mahomes is the first quarterback to lead the league in passing yards and win the Super Bowl in the same season. Okay. There've been a lot of great quarterbacks that's led the league in passing but hasn't won the Super Bowl. Okay. So win the Super Bowl, pass, uh, lead the league in passing, regular season MVP, and okay. Super Bowl MVP. He's uh, the only one that can say that. Okay, he's the only one. But I got one last nugget for you. What? I look at his three passing yardage totals in the three Super Bowls he did get to. Yes. 
and they're not even 300. He hasn't eclipsed 300 one time. He's 286, 270, and then this last yeah. one, 182. Well, four times Brady went over 300 because he went over 500, over 400, and then twice over 300. So, so that's four times plus 300. Yeah. So I need one time to see Patrick throw for 320. You, well, you gotta, if he need to, he'll do that. Because okay. I know I've been on teams. I won two Super Bowls, and my quarterback threw for like 140. <laughs> <laughs> Trent, and John, Trent Dilfer. And John, the first one. TD ran, TD ran for 150, 73 touchdowns. But John helicoptered, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. Mad to make a play. Yep. All right, gentlemen, let's move back to the association for a moment. Would a title for the Clippers be more impressive, gentlemen, than if the Lakers won the title? I know I'm pitting you two against each other. I can't wait. That's coming up when we come back. In an interview with GQ, Paul George talking about what winning a title could do to define his legacy. George says, quote, a championship with the Clippers 100% will outweigh a championship being with the Lakers. Ooh, Shannon. Those are fighting words for you, but is PG right? Skip, why are you talking about the Lakers? You're not with the Lakers. Why would you say a championship with the Lakers? You're not with them. Well, he had a shot to go with them. Okay, and he didn't go. He did not go. And so... Obviously, I mean, I remember him talking about 100%. I appreciate Laker Nation for wanting me to come coming back home. I wanted to come here a year ago prior to going to OKC and unfortunately wasn't traded there. Lakers didn't grab me. So clearly he is the Laker guy. He wasn't no Clipper guy. He didn't mention anything about the Clippers. Mm-mm. Now all of a sudden he want to talk about, first of all, who's to say you're going to win one either way? I don't, <laughs> he make it seem like, oh, it's a foregone conclusion. And then if you work, let's just say for there's an a infinitesimal chance you were to win, where the hell are you going to have to parade at? Ply Vista? Because I can assure you, unless they give the organization time off, ain't nobody showing up. Mm. Ain't no kids missing school. Mm. Ain't nobody taking off work to go to no damn Clipper parade. Well, that's not true. There would be some, the, their, not fa- like the, Lakers. The, their family and the Clippers organization. I don't. I, when I'm out and about, and I, you know, your boy been out and about lately. I ain't heard nobody mention nobody Clippers. Mm-hmm. They talk about Laker Nation. They talk about LeBron James. They talk about all this other stuff. Laker, not Clippers. Mm. And hold on, Paul. I mean, do you really want to talk about? Skip, you remember that championship game, uh, Denver, Game Seven? He was four of sixteen, two eleven from the three. Yeah. How about year two? Brutal Game Four against the Suns, five of twenty, two of nine from three. Mm. And then the other game five at home, six of fifteen, one of six from three. That's Playoff PG. PEE. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not him. I remember in Indiana. You remember in Indiana, Skip? What he did? Why? I mean, you, you remember that? Do I? Okay. You remember him in OKC? He, he let LeBron shoot a left-handed layup to win the game. Do you remember that? You, I, I remember when Russ went for 44 and he had five. <laughs> you remember that again? You, I, I remember that. It, that, it, that it was it, the closeout game at Utah. Is this the guy, is this the guy talking about a parade? Is this the guy talking about a championship? Yep. That guy. Okay, and by the way, before I unleash on this, he, he said it, it would be be great to win the first chip for this part of L.A. I don't even know what what, what part, part is the Clipper part. I don't know where it is. What neighborhood is the Clipper where neighborhood? Well, Palmdale. I don't know. Maybe that's where he's from. Maybe in Palmdale. Okay, do you know where Palmdale is? It's north of L.A. It's like 30, 40 minutes north, right? I guess that's the only suburb. 45 minutes probably. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Clipper part of LA yeah. is. Uh, I need to. Be, I need to stay out of that because you know, Skip. They got sections. You know, this, this section belongs to this group. That section. I so I need to stay out of the Clipper section. It's almost it's like 
like gang related? Yeah, 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 maybe Playa Vista. I'm thinking Playa Vista, that, that's their section okay. over, over there. All right. You're being too hard on him because he was asked a hypothetical and he answered honestly and correctly that obviously if he did, he's not predicting that he will, but if he did win a championship or help to win a championship, he and Kawhi, for the Clippers, it would 100% outweigh a championship for the Lakers because if they had both gone to the Lakers or if one or the other had gone to the Lakers and won a championship with LeBron, you're just going along for the ride and ho-hum, wake us up when something new happens, yeah, right? But it's the Lakers. Okay. All right, but, but think about this. The Clippers have been in business back to the Buffalo Braves. Yeah. They were Buffalo Braves, then they were San, San Diego, Diego Clippers, Clippers, and then they became the L.A. Clippers, yep. 19, yes. whatever it was. They started in 1970 in Buffalo. Yeah. But the point is Buffalo Braves. that Buffalo Braves, and that's 52 years of existence and zero rings in 52 years. Uh, the Lakers have won 17 championships. That's tied with Boston for the most in the right. history of the NBA. Yes. 17 championships to zero? Yeah, but Skip, the thing is when you play for these storied franchises, you become legends. You play for the Celtics and you win a title, you immortalize. Skip, come on, bro. You won a championship in Toronto. Come on. Okay. It ain't the same as winning one with Boston, babe. That, you know what comes. Woo! Okay. You went one with the Lakers. You out there with, with, with Shaq and Kobe and Wilt and Kareem and West. LeBron. Okay, you go to the title there. Okay, it's you with who? Randy Smith? Uh, no, okay. he, play, he I, played. I got with, it. But listen, if they did pull off winning a championship in L.A. right under LeBron's nose, the Clippers fans would come out of the woodwork All at 10 the crypt. Well, th they do sell out. They do sell out. I don't know how they do that, but they do sell out. They're a viable business. Yeah, all those are the people that can't get tickets to the Lakers game. Mm. So they like basketball. Mm. So I got to go, go go see something. Mm. Billy Crystal would be there. Hey, right? hey mm. look at this. Look at when the Lakers celebs turn out. <laughs> well, and I had Canada. You had Jack. You had Denzel. Yeah. You get the big guy. They got Billy Crystal. I mean, hey. <laughs> Now, the Clippers are ahead of the Lakers in the standings. We'll see if that That's continues the only place they're ahead of them at. after the All-Star break. <laughs> All right, guys, <laughs> around the association now, do you think the 76ers are getting overlooked in the East? No. Yes. Oh, no. Uh -uh. Let's unpack that one when we come back. Sixers edging the Cavs 118-112 last night. Largely thanks to Joel Embiid, he dropped 29 points and grabbed 14 boards. The Sixers third in the East, and guys, they're only three games back of those first-place Celtics. So, Shannon, how big of a threat do you think the 76ers actually are in the East? I still think the I still think the Sixers and the Bucks are the two best teams in the East. Mm. Um, Joel Embiid is having a phenomenal season. He's going to be in the MVP discussion. Although I don't believe he's going to win, I think that award is going uh, that award will go again to Nikola Jokic, and he'll be the first three-time consecutive MVP since Larry Bird won it in 84, 85, 86. 84, 85, and 86. Mm. Uh, but it's something, Skip, and he's complaining like he doesn't know if he's going to play in the All-Star game, Skip. Because he says, I, I'm not healthy, and I haven't been healthy for a while. And he's missed some games with plantar fasciitis. He's missed some games because of feet, foot issues, feet, foot. And so he's had, but you know what's coming. 
Only babies have more issues with their tum-tum. Mm. Now, I don't know if it's the squash, if it's the carrots or the peas that they've been feeding him, but the tum-tum mm. is coming. Mm. He got gut issues. Yep. And so it's just a matter of time, and then you're going to be all, oh, man, you know, I don't know what happened, and you got so lucky, mm. and it's not luck. You know it's just a matter of time. Mm. But they pose no threat to the two top seeds currently, mm. which are the Celtics and the Bucks. Mm. If Joel Embiid can get through whatever his foot issue is this time. He's a huge human being. He's got a foot issue. I knew it last night. I watched the whole game. They toyed with Cleveland, who is a very they good toyed, team. No, they, they just toyed, stopped saying they that. Toyed, they were up 27 on them. And then what happened? And I'm saying, Joel, stop the bleeding. Just take the basketball and score the basketball. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's drifting. He's not trying. He doesn't want the basketball. And by the way, not wanting the basketball, he scored 29, as Jen just pointed out, with 14 rebounds. And he made the shot that did stop the bleeding finally because they'd cut it all the way to four. I think we have the shot that he made on the baseline. He's double teamed with the clock running down. This is impossible. This is seven feet tall. And he just says, wait, I'll, I'll, I'll do this. I'll, I'll do this. I mean, you, that, that's just sheer yeah, that's unstoppable. A, that's, that's just, I mean, that's just a routine shot. Okay. You make it seem like he was he's, falling out of bounds. He was, he was falling out of bounds. That's seven feet tall, shooting right-handed from the wrong angle, which you, you barely got to get over the back. But, but I noticed you didn't okay. say. The point is, he leads the league in free throw attempts, and he shoots 85%. LeBron's having a career year at 76%. Okay, he's a better free throw. Okay. So he, you think he's going to break LeBron's scoring record? No, I don't, because he's not going to be able to stay healthy mm. enough long enough because he is seven feet tall. And for much of the year, he's been ranked number one in defensive win shares. He's now fallen to six, but they are still a very good defensive team. They're right there with Boston that, and right there with Milwaukee. Is, is, they are third in defensive that, and in points is, allowed. Is that why they allowed last week the team mm-hmm. to come back from 21? Mm-hmm. With Joel Embiid on the court? Yeah. Who's had more? Who's had? Who's lost more double 20-point leads this year than the 76ers? Okay. Who was the player of the month for December in the Eastern Conference? I think it was Joel Embiid. Who was the player of the month for January in the Eastern Conference? It was Joel Embiid. Who destroyed Nikola Jokic head-to-head, face-to-face, grill-to-grill in Philadelphia, albeit in Philadelphia? Yeah. He destroyed him with 42-19. and 19. Just took him all apart. Really? Because Jokic wants none of him. He's got no chance against Joel. Joel ain't got no chance against him. No, he does. He, he ain't all I know is the two-time reigning MVP is about to be three-time MVP, and ain't nothing you or your guy can do about it. Mm. And he need to worry about the Celtics that bust his head every time he see him, mm. and you know y'all can't do nothing with Giannis. I love this 76ers team. Doc is on the hot seat. He has come up small as a coach in the bubble. He your guys have come up small as a team. Yeah, Quit okay. begging all on, on, on Doc. And I got Joel Embiid was on that team with the, when the uh, Hawks came back and got him. A lot of pressure on James Harden to finally come up big when it matters. What about Joel Embiid? How much pressure is on him? Well, he is the aircraft carrier. I mean, I, I, I trust Joel Embiid. I'm not sure about James. I'm, I'm not totally convinced about him. You got to put him in bubble wrap. Lady yeah. stepped on his foot the other day and missed two games. Yeah. Okay, here we go. And Tyrese Maxey is giving them a third star that makes them hard to beat. And I think he needs to be in the starting lineup as opposed to coming off the bench. Yeah. He doesn't look happy coming off the bench. Tyrese Maxey, Tyrese Gibson. Okay. You can't beat the Bucks or the mm-hmm. Celtics. I'll take Tyrese Maxey over Tyrese Gibson as a basketball player. <laughs> and it don't I matter. love Tyrese we'll put Gibson. The other one, we'll put the other one on there and get him on the bus and let him sing about Coca-Cola. Yeah. But you're still not winning okay. against those two teams. The, the best player on those three teams is Joel Embiid. Giannis! It's just the best. No, he's Giannis, he's don't do that. 
Yeah, Skip, don't do that. Skip, don't do that. He's a better three-point shooter. He's a better free-throw shooter. Giannis, he's fallen back into his 50% free-throw shooter. Okay. And he's still averaging 30 and 14. Well. And what what he rated defensively? Yeah. He's up there. Joel just a tick behind Luca for the scoring title. Tick. I don't know about the tick. You don't want to get bet by the tick. You know, Rocky Mountain Flea Yellow. All they got all good. They're going to be in trouble. They carry disease. Yeah, watch. They carry disease. He'll take the break off and he'll be okay. At least the foot's not broken. Yeah, I mean, the man stepped on some chewing gum. No, And he sprained his ankle. I look forward to this debate through the duration of the finals. We're out of time, guys. We got to talk about our man, Lil Wayne. He might have just forced Kawhi into retirement. These, these stats are way off. We're going to explain when we come back. <laughs> these stats are way off. All right, this one's weird to me, but take a look. Lil Wayne, he's a featured celebrity in NBA 2K23. He's highlighted in the release video as a Laker. And he throws back a dunk on Kawhi Leonard. Oh, my goodness. Skip. Let's start with you. What's your reaction? Understand, our man Wayne is a huge Laker fan who has no use for the Clippers, so he sent me this last night because he's dunking over Kawhi Leonard. (laughs) And I texted right back, now Kawhi must quit basketball. You have dunked him into retirement. You went jaw on him. And Wayne does look a little like jaw, cocking it back. I'm just trying to figure out where he, where he get these measurements from. I don't know. The, the 6'1 and the 6'5 wingspan, Skip? No. They, I think they, they, they fudged a little maybe, bit on the height. Maybe slightly. What about, what about the wingspan? Yeah. I don't know. He's, he, he, he can Skip. reach. Yeah. Wayne, Wayne is – let's be, let's be nice. Let's give him 5'6". Give him 5'6"? Yeah. At 5'6", you ain't got no 6'5 wingspan, Skip. He is an athlete, though, because he is a champion skateboarder. He's now, like, got master class of skateboarding, but he's in great shape. And and I don't doubt that he could dunk like that. I don't doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah. You know good well. Doesn't that look like jaw to you? Skip, Spud Webb, he could jump like that. I knew Spud. Good good (laughs) friend of mine. I was there the day he won the dunk contest in 1985 in Dallas. Dallas, yeah, Yeah, because he's from Dallas, isn't he? Yep. He's probably born and yeah. raised. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this man's scary. You're going to talk about that man, Lil Wayne, can actually dunk. I think he could dunk. Donuts. Dunk over Kawhi. Oh, well, that well, ain't saying much. Body bag. Well, that Kawhi was a dunk contest worthy move right there. <laughs> Great show today, guys. We're out of time, but we will be back tomorrow. Same time.